Should be working. So test, 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 test. Yes. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Okay, so welcome to the hardwired hinterland. Tonight we have with us Dave playing Dan McCoy. And we have Ken playing Benjamin Ryer. And a host of NPCs because of other players couldn't make it. We're on Little Texas and trying to decide whether to hang around here any longer or whether to try to get out of here before the magician or his boss, ultimately his boss, uh, Butcher Boy, uh, sends somebody they can actually take them all out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, Officer Dan suggested that we go um, fly a plane for the remaining two weeks which would protect us against some attacks, but I suggested that um, the magician probably could still figure out where we are somehow, given the strange things people can do around here. Possibly, but we're no, no less safe in the air than we are on the ground, except we have a little more mobility. Okay. Um, Stan, uh, why don't you go ahead and make a repair check? And what exactly am I trying to repair from the hotel room? I'm, I'm just curious what I'm actually you're not trying, trying to, to do. Repair, you're not trying to repair anything. You're using this as a means of testing your knowledge about plane mechanics. Um, given that I have a pretty good repair, can I try it? Can I you're sub both, in piloting? You're both welcome. No, repair. Okay. You're both welcome to roll if you wish. Uh, I have a four overall. Okay. I got in a ten. Okay. Well, Ben, as an engineer, and as someone who's born to be a pilot yourself, uh, you know that the uh, everything that's in the hardware hinterland is pretty much salvaged from a lot of other things. <coughs> so <coughs> everything is kind of put together as best as it can. And so the idea of keeping a plane in the air for two weeks <coughs> without touching down and have it not have a mechanical failure of a significant kind that causes the plane to fall out of the sky <coughs> is pretty unlikely. Yeah. Now, if you did have a place like some kind of aerial platform that you could land on and do your maintenance and then take off from there, then you could be in business. You could you know, literally fly in circles around the hinterland but you would need to basically, you know, you can't, can't just hang in the air unless you want <coughs> to find some other means to stay up there versus flying. Like, like a hot air balloon or something. Yeah. Whatever you decide. You know. But flying is something yeah, for well, two weeks straight is something only... Probably, yeah, well, I, I explained to Dan, we, uh, only for the past so-and-so number of journeys, we've traveled so-and-so number of miles, yet we had a breakdown... Why don't you make up numbers because you're talking to me? Um, Rather than saying what you're going to say, just tell me. Yeah, tell me. Because Play as a character. player, I'll probably make up some ridiculous numbers. Do it. Do it. Okay, um, for, the, for, for, the past, for the past 10 trips, we've been on flights which took um, less than a day each, um, which means we've been in the air for less than two weeks, um, yet we've had two failures. So how do you think we're going to be able to be in the air for two weeks, continually running, and not have at least as many failures as that. 
Well, we had uh, one of those failures you're citing was from uh, going head-to-head with a squadron of air pirates. So, I mean, there's that to chalk up. And, uh, you know, outside of that, we haven't actually had a failure caused by just flying. All of our failures have been caused by... But there's been maintenance, and we've found things wrong in maintenance that we've actually had to repair. But look, that would count as failures if they were happened in the air instead of if we noticed them where we were on the ground in the hangar. Well, let me just tell you what, though. I've been talking to Eric a lot. If you had your walkie on, you'd know this. He assures me that the plane is in tip-top shape. He said it's the best she's ever ran. Went ahead and got her all maintenance, checked all the papers, double-checked all the fittings, made sure everything was snug. Got plenty of fuel, plenty of uh, lubricant, everything's all ready to go whenever we're ready to take her off. Tip, tip top shape means that things are not more likely to fail than usual. Things can still fail when it's in tip top shape. They really can. I mean, Eric assures me that he has been working on this night and day, all day, every day, and he thinks we've got a real shot at making it there. Just need to get her up in the air with an ample supply of fuel, and you know he he's pretty confident that anything that needs to be done on the plane, he can, you know, he can make it work. <coughs> well, I think we're gonna we'd at least have to take some precautions to do this. Well, yeah, we'll bring parachutes and stuff. I mean, we'll be at a high enough altitude where we can glide down to a designated environment. You do realize if we're going to do that, we might survive, but it also means we won't have a plane, and we won't have probably a... Well, I'm saying if catastrophe happens way up in the air. What I'm saying is just because we survive the catastrophe doesn't really mean we want to risk it. Well, I mean, I think if we contact the folks over at Hinterpol and send an encrypted message to our contacts, letting them know that... Okay, let's put it this way. I think the chances the chances are one in a million that we can pull this off. But you know what? You're saying there's a chance. Eric assures me that it's a little better. Maybe like one in 500,000. Well, you know what they say about things that happen at odds of one in a million happening nine times out of ten. Well, but this is not a radio show, so I'm a little skeptical. In fact, let's make that a lot skeptical. Well, how about we get her up in the air and plan to be up there for a couple weeks, and if something happens and we have to land, we'll land. Well, the, the we, whole, we, we've, we've gotten to this point before where the, we've been the traveling whole, The whole point of worrying about the sort of problems that we're worrying that something is going to seriously screw us up. So saying, let's go into the air and see if we get seriously screwed up. They're not good. Well, here's the thing. You're assuming the plane might blow up, right? Or we might get shot or something like that. So at any point, that could happen. That could happen here on the ground. In fact, it's happened more on the ground than it's happened in the air, statistically, if we're talking about it. But that aside, we know that we're high enough where we could just glide to a nearby environ. You can go for... Two environs, I think. It was something that Eric said earlier. He said that he's seen planes just like this when, 
you know, they've had engine failure or some type of problem. If you got enough altitude, you can coast a couple of Myrons over, just gliding on down. All I'm saying is, let's give it a shot, and if it doesn't work, we'll glide to that environ. If we get shot at, we'll shoot back, just like we'll shoot back here on the ground. Well, if it doesn't work, we're screwed. If being on the ground doesn't work, we're screwed too. You do realize we've got people actively pursuing us, right? Yeah. I'm going to get on the walkie. I'm going to radio over to Eric. I'm going to tell him to get a supply of food and fuel. I'm going to say we give it a try. We got everything we came here for, and staying longer just puts us more at risk. Let's we get mobile. Jason says, I'd like to go someplace where I'm not getting holes punched in my body. That would be nice. And uh, But uh, let's make sure we bring enough uh, spirits to keep us elated. Mm. When we're going well, we're, we're certainly going to need ethanol, but the ethanol is for the plane. No, man. It's, he says, what, what is it with you? I, you know, says, has, has that girlfriend of you taught you the better things in life yet? Honey, this guy seriously needs to get laid. Uh, <laughs> Natasha says... <laughs> I, I don't think that's a problem. Jason, you know, I, I, I don't think you're qualified, you know, to... Uh, to, to be sticking your nose in uh, our business. <laughs> says, but uh, thank you for the suggestion. Mm. Oh, uh, Bruce? Um, when he plays a card, yeah. um, is my character aware of the effect of that card? Well, I don't, well, know. I, I don't know what the card was. My character doesn't play a card. My player plays a card. Right. My character just reaps the benefits or consequences. I, I, okay, I, let, me, let me phrase it this way. Does the card mean um, that the character does a stupid thing and it just happens to work? Or does the card mean suddenly within the context of this one instance, doing X is not actually stupid? It entirely depends on the situation. Um, it depends on how you want to interpret it the, as a player. The card, if you, the card basically says this is this reality changes in this way. Right. But, reality expresses itself in this way. If you're doing something stupid and the card says you're going to be successful, then I guess dumb luck shows up. You know, if it's because um, uh, I'm saying if the if it means you're doing something stupid and it happens to work, then other characters are to object to it. If it means yeah. suddenly, you know, we're in a genre where this thing is a good idea, then other characters should accept think about, it. Think about it this way. If we're sitting at a poker table and I'm up a billion dollars, right? A billion new Akron dollars. And it's like, whoa, man, that's more money than you'll ever spend in your lifetime. Why don't you just quit? And I'm like, no, I'm going to put it all on this next hand. And you're like, that's just foolish. And then a card suddenly makes it work. Like, I mean, you still object how you're going to object, but I, I, ultimately... I, okay, does the card, like, change the genre of the game to one where characters can expect strange things to work? Is this such a world where the impossible becomes... I think it's no different than the planet Earth. I mean, there's, like, people that navigated back from yeah. failed, you know, rockets on the space mission using basically, you know, slide rules to 
catapult around the moon. Yeah, but and it, that's not really the situation here, Ken. The, the situation here is that Dan has said that he's been talking to Eric, and Eric says that the plane is in great condition. And Eric has not been told that Dan wants to keep it up in the air for two weeks. He might think that's crazy, too. Okay, well... But at the same time, it doesn't mean it couldn't happen. It just means that it's, that maintenance is going to be an ongoing and... and um, you know, a major concern. No, I'll uh, tell you what, let me talk to Eric. And But the point is, is that, no, the player does not know that he has an absolute chance of doing something. Yeah, Dan McCoy doesn't I mean, I'm even sorry, know the character doesn't know, the player does. My character doesn't even know that, but obviously as a player, you know, I have to be influenced by the cards for my own character. You can play yours yeah. out, you know. Right, the cards are there to allow you to do things that you would normally not do because you're afraid the dice are going to roll the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So gives you control of the narrative to a certain extent. Let's well, be an action movie hero and go, you know, head first <clears throat> into a stadium full of thugs. Or a, like, a lot of times, in, and a lot of times, though, an action movie, an action movie does something that in real life would be dumb. However, the characters sort of act like they're in an action movie, so they don't tell the hero that would be dumb. Because really, in the context of the movie, it's no, so not. Go ahead and object, but it doesn't mean that you still shouldn't go ahead and do it. Yeah. Well, I, I say, um, let me talk to Eric. That's fine. Again, I'm just planning on staying up in the air as long as we can. If we can make it the two weeks, great. Let's plan for it. But, I talk, uh, I, I but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, I'll talk to Eric. And right, so he's, uh, he's on the radio right now. He's actually been listening to this whole conversation. So, you know, you can just talk so to you, him. You so you really think this will work to stay in the air for two weeks? Well, I think that we... Uh, there's some things we could do to uh, make it possible. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'd rather have some a lot more planning. But for example, if we were to uh, to bring a hot air, well, uh, a hydrogen balloon, I mean, a helium balloon canister with us, and uh, and put it up uh, to support the plane in the case of the plane, you know, came to a, a big failure. We have multiple engines on the plane which means that we can turn off some of the engines, and as long as we're going slowly enough, somebody could go out onto the wing and do servicing. I'm saying it's awful daredevilish to do it. Um, you know, I mean, you, it's not something that I would advise doing, but I mean, considering, you know, the fact that we're getting shot up, you guys are getting shot up right and left on the ground, it sounds less dangerous than just hanging around. And, uh, and I would, I would need some help doing this. Yeah. But, uh, I'm saying is... And I, I'll cer I'd certainly be willing to help with the yeah, uh, maintenance in the air. Generally speaking, a plane requires, you know, normal maintenance within every 100 hours. And requires an overhaul within every 1,000 hours. You know, so... I mean, there's a lot of options here. We could, for example, uh, as soon as we take off, we could shut down... Okay, um, one engine. Two, two weeks is less than a thousand hours. Yeah, so I'm saying is that we could, if we wanted to, we could shut down. Again, I haven't really had a chance to think about it a whole lot. We could shut down the en engines all but one. Alternate one, which one's on. One engine might be able to keep us up in the air, depending upon you know, um, and then we could alternate them or take you know or, or you know so that when we get done with the two weeks. All the engines are nearing the end of their, mm -hmm. you know, their normal. Again, thousand hours does not mean the, the engine's going to stop working. 
The thousand hours is when you normally do major overhaul work. Major and everything's and everything's been under that major overhaul, major maintenance from the last couple trips when we had that new engine rebuilt and everything else was brought up to yep. code. And here with the extended maintenance and you know time we've spent on this environ, you know I think we're we're in pretty good shape to yeah. to do our best. And I certainly know um, I certainly know those engines inside and out at this point because I've stripped them down. A thousand hours is around forty days. Two weeks is 28 days. So it's possible. In what world is 22 weeks, 28 days? Uh, world where I can't <laughs> count. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Natasha complained to me. Wait a minute. You, you told me math, and that's not right, correct math. She wasn't holding on to you. <laughs> Slip by her. Yeah. <laughs> I just ignored it. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm just saying is that it's that's that's those are the realities, okay? Um, how long how long do you think it would take to get enough uh, to get a couple weeks worth of fuel? I mean you're we're at a major hub, major airport. We can buy that. First we have to pick up the um the lubricant, can't, and we can't do that. I thought yet. everything was supposed to be delivered over to the airport anyways. Yeah. That we we can buy uh, we can certainly buy the fuel in fifty five gallon containers. Okay. How many of those uh, do you think it would take? I mean, just based on our consumption. Four of them, five of them. No, we'd have to fill the plane, pretty much. I mean, you know, our those engines are you know are thirsty. None. But, but none. again, once we get you know, I mean, once we get to a stall speed, if we're not actually going anywhere. I mean, it takes a, it takes fuel to get up in altitude, but unlike you know back in old Earth, uh, you, you think know, like a drum a day to to just maintain altitude. Probably more than a drum. Probably at least two. Um, and because uh, I mean, those those fuel tanks hold like two hundred gallons each, and there's um, and there's there's so there's like four hundred gallons. Between the two wings. Well, we can do a overnight run without any problems. We can leave at noon and land at noon the next day and go all go That's all night, and we haven't drained the reserves. Yeah, well, we we've, we've gotten low, you know. But I'm saying is it also depends on how much weight we're carrying. And if we're carrying a whole lot of weight and fuel, then that's more weight. You know, hmm. it takes more power to keep the plane up, even though we're even though the lightning crystals knock at nine, you know, ninety percent off of that. So. As the time goes on, as the engine loses more and more fuel, because we'll be lighter using it, it'll, it'll take less and less. And like I said, if we're not, if we're just trying to go as slowly as possible, then we could, that's when we can start shutting off engines. And you, ever, you ever heard of any services that'll uh, come and refuel you while you're in the air? Not up, uh, up, not up near the uh, top, no. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm sure there are some that, that would be willing to do it. Uh, for if you if there were, if there was some reason like I don't know um, you know if you're on like a patrol mission or something or sur- some type of a survey where you have to maintain a you know well, certain we, altitude we to, to, to survey the 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 surface for cartography <clears throat> we want as few of people as possible to know that we're doing this well maybe usually, if we get the right pretext and yeah usually that sort of thing would be done by um, uh, dirigibles. Where you'd fly a plane up underneath the dirigible, and they would hook onto you, and you could then shut your engine off, and they could either pull you up into a bay, or they could send guys down to to work on your plane. Uh, but I don't, I, I mean, that's the sort of thing that you'd find over around uh, Anson's Kingdom, New Akron, um, places like that. 
uh, not uh, not the uh, wild and woolly, you know, <laughs> uh, little Texas, which is where we're at. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on where you want to go. Um, uh, the further we are away from uh, places like New Akron and, and mm -hmm. such, the uh, less air traffic there's going to be because it's, you know, but uh, it's, you know, that's the core, the mm -hmm. core places. But uh, the, uh, at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you're the guys of the pilots. You go where you want to go. Uh, but, yeah, once we're up 200 miles, you know, we're basically we start running out where we run out of air. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we, well, can, we can glide a long way. We can, yeah. I say we maybe do. Uh, no, we don't actually run out of air, though. Air doesn't get thinner when you go up high, right? It just stops. Oh. It ru you run into the helium layer. Okay. Where basically. So as long as we stay under 200 miles, the air is okay then. Yeah. Okay. But once you get because all, all uh, as far as we uh, everyone knows, all that helium that comes out of those vents in the middle of each environ just collects up a certain height, and from there on, it's nothing but helium. Hmm. And and then it fuses at the center on it. You don't want to get near that. <coughs> so um, I I really don't know too much about that. I'm just really haven't been spending my time doing, um, you know, doing that kind of research or maintenance. I've been working on, uh, on how to make a better wine, yeah. <laughs> remember? Absolutely. So I, I think from what you're saying about the thousand hours, I think it's just plausible that we might be able to do this. I'm saying it'd be hard it, it if we could work. pull this off. It'd be work that everybody would have to yeah. get involved in, okay? Yeah. That's I, fine. That's I, fine. No, I, I'd help with the repairs. I just want you to know right now we're already working around the clock to try yeah, yeah. and you know patch wounds and rescue mm -hmm. prisoners right. and I know but that's, yeah. that's different than, than walking a wing at 200 miles up in the air okay and I and I just want everyone to know that they're going to have to do that mm -hmm. that's yeah. all yes. that's fine okay sounds great if you could make arrangements to, to get enough fuel um I'll, I'll, we'll, call the, I'll call the airport now Sounds great. We'll we'll make it happen. We'll um we'll be over there a little later this afternoon, and we'll we'll take off as soon as possible. Okay. We'll uh we'll be picking up some of the the other little supplies that we were here for. That way we don't have to circle back, and we'll make sure we have a, a decent supply of rations as well, so that we're not fatigued on the plane. So, so this is um, my non-Benny chip. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume I have coordinated. I mean, it makes logical sense that when we took Jason into our care, while it was never stated, that we wouldn't just be like, take him in your care for as long as you feel like. I'm assuming there is a coordinated drop location you know, to get his testimony and every, you know, get everything really hammered out. Well, that's you know, all I'm, assi I'm assuming there's like a secure drop location and time and you know way to contact them and and that's that's my little uh, that Benny represents my my booklet that I have from them the the dossier file or whatever it is okay. that. All right. Well, you, know. the, you have information about where you're supposed to you know 
either get the information where you're supposed to drop Jason so he can be securely taken over to yep. the courthouse. All this has been about the whole process of actually setting up the court. You know, picking the jurors, you know, finding a location, you know, uh, where it's going to be, um, you know, uh, getting, you know, putting the, you know, putting all the people out in the field to make sure that Butcher Boy does, doesn't manage to run away. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, and they, they were finalizing, you know, the, uh, and I mean, even if they do, he's on bail because, yeah. you know, uh, because he's, he's got a lawyer, he's got lawyers and enough money that no matter what bail they choose, he can pay it. But that's just me letting you know that I have information on where yeah. the secure drop is supposed to be at the time and everything right. like that. No, it's... Because uh, it, I was never actually stated or arranged, but I'm assuming I was given that information. Right. No, it's... You, you have been given that information. You know, the, uh, and it's... Uh, when when the, uh, the the next two weeks are up and it's time for the trial to start in a few days, then you're supposed to drop him off yep. so that that can happen. All right. I say, well... Let's get a move on, gang. Okay. Pack, pack up your stuff. We're gonna check out of this uh, out of this hotel, and we're gonna hit the dusty train. Do we pick up our stuff at the airport? You pick up your guns and stuff at the front. No, I mean pick up the you know the oil and the seats. Okay, the seats you have to go over to the uh, the showroom because you wanted to. You, they were being sent from their warehouse, and you just, you have to do that on the way. You wanted to check them out before you pick them up. Is what you told them. So they're they're being shipped there. How much would we guesstimate that two weeks worth of fuel would be? If it's two barrels a day, times, you know, I'm, I'm sure we have. I'm sure our plane's currently fueled. So two barrels a day times thirteen days worth twenty six barrels of fuel. I have really no. Two idea. weeks is fourteen days. Yeah, but I'm assuming we have one day's worth of fuel already in the plane. Um. Well, let's let's make a ballpark figure and assume well, it's it costs a month. Two hundred dollars. Keeping the plane in okay. the air. Let's just assume that keeping the plane in the air for twenty-four hours is four hundred gallons of of, of 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 your you know alcohol. All right. So let's figure out what that costs. Good on. What's the reward for bringing Jason in? All right, so it's going to cost you fifty-six hundred uh, New Akron dollars to, uh, or you know, Texas Longhorns uh, to uh, to have that much fuel. Great. And so, like I said, four hundred gallons is going to be uh, eight barrels. So you're pretty much filling the plane because it's a big plane. It's a DC thirty, but that's a lot mm-hmm. of barrels. We gotta jettison off some barrels, big room as we use them. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> true. You just gotta get them all in there in the first place. That's all. So let's see. Are there lightning crystal rental services? No. Where someone can acquire an additional lightning crystal to place on something and then return it, sort of like a rental surfboard. No. Rental, rental bicycle business? I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that basically you would end up just buying them. You know, they uh, they, they are for sale. You know, it's how much does one of those cost? Well, it depends upon the size. The smaller they are, the cheaper they are. Well, they, if we were if we were trying to 
limit our fuel costs with such a sizable cargo? Basically, I'm assuming this is like the equivalent of transporting around a tank or two for two weeks, right? Yeah. It may work out in our benefit to you're, purchase a lightning crystal and less fuel. Well, you're no, you're because we would use less fuel, but we would need the lightning. You know, the lightning crystal would lighten the load we're transporting. Right, but I'm mean, saying you, the crystal you have in your plane is is one of the standard crystals for the the, the capacity of your plane as far as cargo is concerned. So you really already set up the appropriate crystal for your plane. But what if we wanted to purchase a better crystal, well, then you, we could buy less fuel. You could, but it'd be a lot of money for that new crystal. What does the lightning crystal run? Um, I'll have to look that up again. So. Because it may be in our benefit to just upgrade the plane to yeah. be more efficient cargo-wise and then buy less fuel. You know, It may work out to be even the same cost. That's 40, by the way, that's 42 uh, barrels. Which actually, I would think in a DC thirty would probably only be like a third of the size of it. It's not as big as I thought. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you'd want it distributed. <laughs> yeah, at least on the left and the right. Yeah, I mean, just cause <laughs> closer to the wing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay, so so. I mean, literally, literally, we can just pick up like ten bottles of vodka in right. town. Right. And it won't be that expensive. It's just you know, he you just have to make sure Jason doesn't get all of them in the first day. He won't. He would die. No, His he, liver would not be able to keep up with literally just submerging it in a vat of vodka. You know, he could have stiff drink after stiff drink after stiff drink, and he can put down a, you know, a liter, 1.75 liter bottle a day if he wants to. Well, And he probably does. He would probably die just from the fact that he's still recovering from his wounds. And like I said, is that, you know, alcohol and his meds are not a good combination. The fact he's sitting there drinking uh, champagne uh, out of the lust of being alive, okay, is probably not doing him any favors. It's probably working against his uh, his constitution. You're saying to make it a tolerable two weeks, we can bring some booze on. We do not want to be drunk repairing the plane. No, but there's a few of us that can repair stuff. Yeah. Right. He wants to fly. It's pretty easy to maintain altitude in a plane if there's nothing going wrong. Okay. So you, have, you look at your altimeter and you make yeah, sure it say, reads you, the you same. Have, you have controls for that. <laughs> so? Yeah, we never said whether you had a good autopilot in this, this plane. I assume that you don't. It's just basically you have the standard stuff where you can lock... Yeah. You can lock the controls, which means there still needs to be somebody's. Yeah, lock the what, controls. What, 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 every twenty or What would minutes. good autopilot mean? Like? A good autopilot would be something that would be able to uh, keep you following a heading, um, and but more importantly, that would be able to keep your altitude uh, where it's supposed to be. Okay. And keep the plane. Can low. I use this for one? Um, no, I think you should pay for it if you want it. Yeah, that, those are for things you're likely to have and you just didn't explicitly say you had. I mean, it's something you can just pay for. I think you should just pay for it. Okay. How much are they? I would imagine they would. a good one would be about uh, $400, which, I mean, $4,000, which would then translate, yeah, really would translate down to... Uh, 
Oh, uh, what is it? 60 Akron dollars? It's 33 to a dollar. What? If you're talking real life money? Yeah. Like, if it cost a thousand real life dollars, it would cost, you know, one thirty third in New Akron because it's like 33 to one, I thought. Yeah. Okay. I bet how much would it cost in real life? Well, I, I said it probably about 4000 A good one. Now, okay. if you just want one that'll keep your plane level, that probably you can get a good thousand. one. Four thousand divided by thirty-three would be like um, one point, like one twenty or something. Yeah. Yeah. You want to pay? And considering we're paying fifty-six hundred for fuel, <laughs> I think we can afford the one twenty. Okay, fine. So, so can we afford the time, or can this be installed while we're up in Oh, the it air? definitely can be installed while you're doing Is this it. just an independent device, or does this, yeah. is this interface with the plane at all? It interfaces with the plane, but I'm saying it's not like you can't do that. Okay. All right, well, um, we head over to, towards town. We uh, stop by the front desk on our, our way out. We, we've been talking for a, a little while over radio on our special channel, and... Head down to the front desk. Uh, they already have... Oh, and I send the appropriate messages saying we're not going to be going to so-and-so in the, in the desert. And Oh, you're going to tell them that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason's like, why are you telling everybody where I am and I'm not? I, I, otherwise, they're going to you know, expect us in the desert. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, that way the gunmen know to not come and find you there. They can come find you where you're actually going to be. Oh. I thought, I thought my location was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> well, is these... Sorry, it's been a rough couple days for Benjamin. He's been looking shot. after... He's been looking... Yeah, he's been he's shot. He's been shot, too. He's yeah. been looking after you in the hospital. He's a little sleep-deprived, so you'll have to forgive his momentary lapse of reason. Yeah. Well, uh... So, yeah. Actually, um, I, 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 hand them, I hand them my... Bra- I hand them my brassard. Sure. Uh, when I hand them my brassard, I, I get my weapons out of storage. Sure. I make sure they're still loaded. I don't make sure everything's in working order. Has been tampered well, with. They're 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 all uh, they're all in, in in working order. Hopefully, they were unloaded when you put them into the. Oh no! But you wouldn't unload them. No. Okay. No. Okay. Not at all. All right. So yeah, I, I get my stuff back out. I make sure it has been tampered with. Most people do, by the way. I don't. Okay. Is it? Is there a reason why most people do? So yeah. that it doesn't discharge? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> just, and also so you know that it's unloaded, yeah. you have to load it. See, I do the opposite. I treat every weapon but, like it's loaded his, because it is. But, his, but, his, <laughs> but he happens to have a gun that has a very powerful power pack associated with it. And that power pack is on as long as it's attached to the gun. I'm not talking about the Gen Ray gun. Yeah, I was. That's on the plane, I thought, charging, because that, that requires power source to charge it. I'm talking about, like, my revolvers. Well, actually, the, 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 the power pack uh, doesn't recharge, I don't think. It does. You said that it requires an appropriate power source to charge it, but it's a very it's not a commonplace thing. Okay. Because you only gave it 30 shots, and it takes right. three shots per, and that well, does three Well, it takes as many dice as you want to put Between in one and three. Yes, right. So at maximum power, it's doing 3d6 per shot, which right. is not that much better than 2d6 plus 1. 
and it only has 10 shots across its entire lifetime if it never recharges. Which seems kind of, you know, it's an expensive to manufacture gun to only have 10 shots ever. Yep. Only being marginally better than a revolver that has an well, unlimited it's, it's, supply of ammo. Yeah. It, he but, said it was rechargeable, just it's difficult to find a recharge station. Yeah. Outside of like Noram. Right. Uh, I'm just saying that most people don't have the appropriate stuff to, and voltage to plug mm-hmm. into it. Uh, but anyways, uh, as far as the, the 3D6 makes a big difference when you're trying to get over that threshold. But 2D6 plus 1 versus 3D6, if you figure the average on a D6 is 3.5, you're only gaining 2.5 da- damage on average. Uh, except for the explosion. Yeah, I mean, it does have the capability of I'm saying 3D, 3D6 is significantly better than 2D6. When it, especially when it comes to getting over people's damage threshold, and that's 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 where it matters in this game. So that's one reason why people that's why people love the higher. I've I found that as a damage dealer, as a damage machine, it's in my best interest to actually become as precise as I can in order to reduce my precision to gain extra damage. So doing called shots, you know, attacking. Targets bigger than me and doing you know a called shot against their eyeball, you know I found that that's actually the best way to break that damage threshold to get that static, you know plus four plus four or to get as many cards as possible to get that Joker to have that plus damage, you know I found that, I mean different strokes I suppose but yeah. you know I'd rather use commonplace ammo. Right. Well, you have a character that has all those static bonuses too, so mm-hmm. most people don't have that. So. The more damage your weapon does, the more likely it is you're going to get that. Yeah. You know, you're going to do well. And of course, unless, of course, you know, you're Natasha, in which case you kill them every time you pull the trigger. <laughs> well, for like two targets. So it's amazing. So, yeah, some rules. Anyways, okay, so. So you guys get out to the airport. Um, Have we gotten to town first? Because we're going there first to pick up some rash. All right, so you. Well, you, you've, left the, you've left the casino. Yep. We get a stagecoach waiting outside. Okay. Like a taxi. I'm sure they have those to run people back and forth. Well, you've got, there's guys out there with what, with horses and wagons and also a few people with, you know, uh, like flatbed trucks, depending upon what you want to care take, you know. You know, I get a little sexist and I look for one that has a lady driving it. Okay. Um, Do I find one? Sure you can find one, yeah. Great. I sweet talk her. You trying to sweet talk me? I don't know. What do you? Watch you get the only lesbian around. What? What? What difference would it make? I say with a seven on my charisma persuasion check, where actually I guess it's just charisma of check of seven. Well, your charisma gives you a bonus to your persuasion check. So you persuasion is a seven. I roll seven. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna counter that with my. Uh, I say we're just looking to you know get out to town and then to the airport. We're heading off to Environ, and I really appreciate the company of a lovely lady such as yourself. With uh, let's see here with my with my salesmanship. Sounds like a good deal to me. I'm not even making a deal. I'm just saying I appreciate your company on such a fine day. It is a fine day. Nary a cloud in the sky. Gonna beat down in the middle of the desert like an anvil, but over here, under the 
uh, under the air-conditioned uh, outer uh, canopy of the Kickapoo Casino. It's a lovely day. Mm -hmm. So where are you heading to, partner? Well, we're heading to uh, ultimately end, end destination is the airport, and looks like you can haul quite a load here. So we're going to be stopping uh, in the middle of town, picking up, you know, a few, quite a few rations, uh, and heading over to the airport. All right. Certainly make it worth your while. I have an idling fee, but I'm certainly willing to do that. Well, let me let me ask you a question. What's uh, you know, what's your time worth for the next hour, hour and a half? It's uh, uh, I fee aside, just flat rate. Well, my idling fee is uh, fee aside, flat rate. You talking uh, five New Akron dollars? Be one hundred and fifty bucks. No, she she says it says, sir, my idling fee is one uh, uh, Texas Longhorn per hour. So something like five New Akron dollars just for a flat, you know, couple hours of driving us around, transporting. You wouldn't have to do any loading or anything, but uh, well, just I just like to negotiate rates in advance and make sure that you're compensated well for your time. Right. Well, and I bat I bat my ass. If I'm if, if we're dri doing a lot of driving, then I'm going to have to do it by the mile because that's going to cost that's going to cost alcohol. I thought this was a stagecoach. No, you are you do you get these horses drunk? Are you? <laughs> did you go with a horse? I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah I said I was looking for a, I'm looking for a stagecoach outside, right. one with a lady. All right. Um. <laughs> I take a lot of alcohol. I don't like waiting. I get real impatient. I like to drink. Right. Okay. She said. She said. This is well. In that case, is she's now in a. Uh, 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 she's now in a uh, wagon. Uh, she says that'll be. Uh, uh, let's go for six Texas Longhorns. Six. I thought five was mighty generous, considering I'm talking about you're only talking about idling for an hour. We're talking four hours. Well, we I was talking three. That was that's two at at one one new Akron dollar an hour. Yeah, that would be three, not six. You're asking for six. I'm offering five. I'm offering you above what your no, standard I, rate is. Idling means I'm not going anywhere. If I'm actually taking you around, then you know the the animals get tired. Uh, got to feed, you know. It was more, more to feed, more to water. It's more effort, you know. I got wear and tear on this vehicle. Say so, yeah, but this is a dedicated rate. We're talking continuous fare. Normally, you're just idling, looking for passengers. Right, and I just said, it, which I it's, say with a charisma it's, five it's or persuasion five. My 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 flat rate is two longhorns an hour. So, you can have me for one hour, or you can have me for ten hours. After that, we have to get new horses. I look at her and say, "What's your nightly rate?" Well, that that requires a uh, uh, livery and a lot of leather. <laughs> I'm not sure you're up for that cowpoke. Well, don't don't believe we'll get the chance to find out, but it never hurts to ask. I mean, sometimes it hurts to ask, but usually doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> Yeah. So let's let's get going. Six sounds fair. You got it. Okay. So um, so uh, off. Where are we towards, going to first? Off towards the uh, 
You know, the, the, that town, the, the big town that's halfway between here and the airport. I'm not from this environment, so I don't know the you name. Mean towns all around this? You mean... Uh, the big uh, town between six, here and six, the airport. It's only like six three junction. towns, though, right? No, this is Six Gun Junction. This is uh, Wal- Waller County, the county seat, the biggest town in the, the hinterland. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the hinterland. In uh, Little, uh, Texas. Little Texas. I say, great. Take, take me off to, take us off to Six Gun Junction, then. And uh, from a seating arrangement... Uh, we make sure that um, it is, if you were, I guess, looking at it, it would be her as the driver up in the front with the horses. I'll be on the left. Benjamin will be on the right. Natasha will be slightly behind. And we'll put Jason there. Jason in the middle. So just kind of from, you know, we'll try and box him in as best we can. You know, keep him propped up since he's probably still slump, slumping around a little. Okay. And uh, also provide a little cover for him. Right. Well, there's basically two bench seats uh, upholstered behind the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're on those two. two yeah. Rows. We'll be in front row with Natasha kind of hanging out in the back row maybe with a little bit of supplies. You know, her, uh, our, our backpack. Lots of, there's lots of... What about... What's the... What's our other uh, player's character's name? Zach? Yeah. What about Zach? Is he with us? Uh, Zach is definitely with you. So then... He's, he would... he's riding in the trunk. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to start throwing people into fights, potentially, that aren't actually here, if that's okay. All right, so... Because um, yeah, I would have to assume that he would be on this with yeah, us. Yeah, he's here. But, I mean, yeah, we would also assume that Eric might be with us. No, Eric still, is, or, is out the plane. You or saw, Silas you, might be with us. Well, Silas is going to meet no us. One knows, no one knows where Silas is. No one's had any contact mm-hmm. with him. So does that mean we're going to have to wait for Silas? Nope. Nope, Silas is going to catch up with us, Maybe. I mean, you guys, wherever you land, you end up landing. You can always, uh, you can leave a message for them. Say, go back to the headquarters at New Akron. We'll meet you up when we meet you. When we get someplace, we'll tell you where we are. You can come fly over there and join us. I mean, this place does have commercial flights, air flights. I mean, for people who are passengers. And then you have to bring all the oil there unless... No, the oil's going to be on your plane. Okay, okay. All right, so we head towards town. We arrive. Is there any complication? No. (laughs) All right, as we get into town then, we go to the uh, place we're most likely to find provisions. Okay. Uh, Like a general store. There's a number of general stores. There's some some expedition uh, uh, outfitters. Are MREs a thing in this world? Nope, but there is such thing as hardtack and beef jerky. And, and there's spam, right? And lots of spam. Yeah, spam. Does it, it come in the cans? They always. Okay. Plus we, have that, plus we have that Twinkie rope. And you have the Twinkie rope. Which you have to feed protein through to get Twinkie, though. We have the yes. template for yeah. it. Yeah, actually it doesn't have to be protein. It can be any plant you material. Can, plant can you can like feed human waste into it? You theoretically could. I don't know if you'd want to eat it, 
but you could theoretically do it. I mean, it's not like it's just like Adams. It's not, I, I wouldn't. I, I, look, I'm not. I'm the GM. Okay, I'm not the one who feeds you know uh, uh, a you know a deuce through the template mm-hmm. and, and, and ends, up, ends up with this pile of rope on the other side that's now yellow and says, mm, that's good eating. <laughs> <laughs> that's your character. I, I'm not well, what saying it's ideal you to do. You deuce through it and you grab it and then you put that in your mouth and you just form a continuous Twinkie rope chain. <laughs> oh, that's, so, that's so wrong. It's like, the, it's like the human centipede through, yeah, yeah, through okay. the template. Yes, <laughs> you'd have to bring this human centipede into my game. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, you go in there and there's... so do you put like, um, well, I guess if you're playing Burns Oil, there isn't like any like dirty oil then. Would you be able to put like dirty oil in it and get rid of the dirty oil that way? I have or... a question. If you put a Twinkie rope through it, would it produce a Twinkie rope? Nobody has ever tried, <laughs> so I can't answer that question. <laughs> the machine just breaks. So, we can do experimentation with the template, you know. And then watch those explode in a cloud Another of Twinkies. Time. Twinkie the kid might pop out. May summon him. Maybe is the ritual to summon him from the nether realm. The demonic Twinkie god <laughs> you appears. Form, yeah, you form the demonic Twinkie summoning circle by feeding it into itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Ouroboros of, of Twinkie. Okay, uh, so uh, okay, so like I say, you go into the, to the outfitter. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, ten gallon uh, 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 outfitters. Can we call it a Twinkie bus? What? Twinkie bus? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And like I said, they've got in there. It's you know, it's 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 like a supermarket. You know, they've got. Uh, we had right to like the giant cans of beans and how right. many? And you know, how many cans of beans do you want? Uh, I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a couple different things. Let's try and switch it up a little bit, but I figure between the six of us, we could probably go through. You know, yeah. there's beans. And uh, with, uh, with uh, there, there's chili, there's beans. Chili with beans. Chili with beans. Not in Texas, actually. Okay. What? They don't believe in chili with beans in Texas. Really? That's oh, what I hear. I hear, it's, I hear it's sacrilege in Texas. I, I did not know I that. I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, there's, uh, like I said, there's lots of, uh, of, of potted, you know, there's lots of spam. Uh, there's lots of beef jerky. Is there masa? I don't know what that is. You use it to make tortillas? It's like corn flour? Uh, yes. Lots of corn flour. Great. We get, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, there, there's this this bag of masa. It's maybe like three pounds, two pounds, something like that. And one serving is a quarter cup, and you mix it with water, and it makes like 18 tortillas. Uh-huh. And that bag, literally, uh, we, we, were, we made tortillas this last weekend. We figured that we could make tortillas every day. We could each eat like... Well, tortillas in that bag would last us like a month. So okay. So we get we get like we get a bag of that instant masa that's just mixed with water. Right. Um, Do we have any refrigerator on a plane? No. No. We we get maybe we'll say uh, the the giant cans of beans, the ones that are maybe like uh, the weight you know ten pounds worth of beans. Okay. But pre cooked, not 
Not uh, dry beans. Do we have any way to cook things on the plane? Yes. Okay. We get the instant beans, uh, and we get maybe... You, you, you have a... You have a very, uh, I mean, basically, the reason you do is because Eric spends a lot of time on the plane. So okay. he has a little cook stand. Oh. A little college dorm area, a little kitchenette. It's really, uh, it's really just more basically a sink going down to a a Homer bucket and uh, you know some, you know some five gallon water containers on the wall and a couple of propane powered. Uh, so like so then we'd also need propane, right? What? We'd also need propane. Yeah, right? but you probably already have that on the okay. plane. But you'd... the other the other option is we could just get like fourteen sternos. I mean, yeah, if we really wanted to cook stuff. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we get. We'll, we'll say we get four four of those giant cans of beans. Also, just for the like the first night, we can get a little bit of perishable stuff. So it, yeah. it's only like even for the first couple days. You know, first hey, two you, days. You can always get stuff and pack it in ice, and it'll last you a couple of days. That's true. And the other option is, it is the hinterlands. I'm pretty sure we can eat spoiled food. Just saying. <laughs> if we don't get instantly <laughs> killed by it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't get botulism. That would probably yeah. Kill you. We don't get the dented cans of beans. We just get the regular ones. No, We're so, gonna dent these ourselves. No, the dented cans are fine. It's the swollen cans you gotta watch yeah. out for. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah, get, like get said, some ice can, pack I stuff. Mean, there's canned vegetables of all kinds. Yeah, get some ice pack stuff in it. You know, uh, there's there's you know there's canned fish. We get the, we get the industrial. Make sure we don't, we don't make sure the, we have like enough orange juice so we don't you know get scurvy. We're gonna be there for 14 days. We're not gonna get scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long it takes. To also, get I don't think you're going to get scurvy in the hinterlands. If scurvy is a deficiency disease. You can yeah, get you, it. You can get it. Really? Yeah. I would assume that your body would fight it off because it's such a slow. It's, like, it's not an infection. It's such a slow. No, process. no. You, if you if you lack essential amino acids and vitamins, you'll still come down with stuff. Uh, but anyways, uh, I, I think Magellan over here doesn't have to worry too much about scurvy. <laughs> In that period of time. Okay. I, honestly, as a player, I do not know how long it takes to get skirt. It takes a couple months. Okay. Yeah, they would they would cross from like England to America on like a three month voyage, and they would get scurvy on that. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Some sailors would get scurvy. And this is usually because they have nothing. I mean, they have that's they have lime trees on them eventually. Well, I'm just saying is that you know, it doesn't take much to go and 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 starve it off. I mean, it's. it's yeah. It, that's that's why they said they started growing, putting trees, and just carrying you know some kinds of fruit. I, yeah, I think we, they usually took like lime juice or something like yeah, that. They did, they had lime Once trees. they understood what was yeah. causing it, sure, it, it just took them centuries to figure it out. <laughs> All right, so we get three or four big cans of beans, two cans, you know, big cans of corn, a couple okay. big cans of and green we, beans. And we do. You we know, make sure we have a good ten pounds of sugar. Yeah, good good spread. No, we don't ten pounds of sugar. That's weird. Wow. Are you gonna be baking on the plane? You you mix it with stuff. Like what? Yeah, there's lots of sauces and things that, that you put sugar in. We just buy the sauces. What? We're not making sauces on the plane. We're just oh, So you're not actually going to do any real cooking. Well, well obviously I had we'll be doing I had because you're going to do the flour and make tortillas. But there's yeah, but I assume it would be like beans, corn. I'm just telling you that, that you'd be surprised yeah. how much sugar you, you could use I was, over a period of time. Uh, I'm just saying, I've cereal used, with cereal, I've had a five. cereal with powdered milk. Uh, get get some like beef and veg, vegetables, plan, and lettuce, and some make tacos. You know, I'm planning, if we're planning gonna on it. Pack stuff in ice. Um, let's say say we also get um, you know a couple 
you know, we'll, we'll say maybe 10, 10 oranges, 20 oranges, something like that, sure. just so everyone can have a piece of fruit in the morning. Okay. Actually, we don't. We get canned um, fruit salad. We get a couple giant things of fruit salad. There, there's no reason you can't get a variety of stuff. Just fruit been... salad is the variety, Ken. <laughs> I, I, I think actually having pieces of fruit... Okay. It would be a nice idea. So you're, you're going to throw in some... Yeah. I'll throw some pieces of actual fruit. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are going to under my I, giant can. Says, honey, I can finally show you how much I learned during that. I can show everybody how much I learned during my, my, my lessons. Those special lessons yeah. you got for me. And that, that's, that's, very, <laughs> that's very nice. I really appreciate it, Natasha. Nobody understands what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get some uh, cans of spam, uh, the gi- not not the tiny ones, but the bigger ones. Sure. Uh, we get- I, wouldn't they only like, come in one size? Yes, but it's still not going to be tiny. It's still going to be about like the one pound size. Yeah, we get those. Are, those are cheaper than actually the the bigger size cans. Really? They, yeah, it's, it's spam is everywhere. Because they, they come out of the template at a particular size, that's, right? Somebody is guessing that that's what happens, but nobody knows why there's so much spam in the inner. So if there's another whole, size, that would mean they have to repackage it, right? Right, or they would, or it would just be something that was locally made without the spam label on it. Yeah, we get, um, you know, 60 pre-hard-boiled eggs. I'm sure they, they still boil eggs. They... Well, you're not going to get 60 pre You can You can get 60 eggs. If we're going to be packing stuff in ice, we can get regular eggs as well. You can get pickled, 60 pickled eggs. We do that. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get the sustainable rations, and we can yeah. heat any of it up. We can do a little bit of cooking for the first few days, but, okay. you know, I, I'm you just have trying a to... choice between pickled and, um, uh, pickled in brine, uh, pickled in, uh, uh, in, shoot, uh, uh, vinegar? Vinegar, thank you. Or pickled in hot sauce. Ooh. Uh, we get 20 of each. Okay. I would I would say reduce that a little and get some normal fresh eggs and pack stuff in ice. Well, you don't have to... Actually, ice takes up extra space. You, um, eggs as long as you keep um, the... Uh, uh, keep the temperature down. You know, uh, actually, it can be stored in normal room temperature. Yeah, I guess that's true because hens just lay them out in the open. Yeah. It's not like hens are refrigerators. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we get. Twenty pounds of jerky. Sure. It's yeah. A lot, it's a lot of jerky, but yeah. Sure. Well, for six of us across fourteen days, that's yeah. You know. 84 man days worth. And if we yeah. get 20 pounds, that's, you know, a quarter pound of jerky a day per person. If everyone's, you know, eating it constantly. Sure. Or you can, you know, reduce the jerky again and get some actual meat and, you know, put that in ice. Jerky is actual meat. You, you know can, what I you mean. You can reconstitute it and it's just as good as actual beef. It's just actually pre-seasoned and salted. No. I don't know if you've ever tried that. but it's, No. Concentrates the flavors. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we buy a variety of things so that we're not up there. And we're like, oh, beans again. You know. Or fruit salad again. <laughs> <laughs> I only want to eat the cherries out of the fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're, don't be that guy. <laughs> what, what kind of fresh fruits do they actually have? See, that's why we don't Texas. need that's why we don't need sugar because you just use the juice from the fruit salad. Um, they have um, they do have um, uh, oranges. They have lemons. They have apples. Um, I don't think they have pears. Um, just get some applesauce. Get some pears in uh, light syrup. I think what else they would have? Mandarin oranges in light syrup. Everything that's, that's cans all, can. That's all I can think of. Um, uh, great. Well, I mean, if, they, if, if they've got oranges, they also would have grapefruit. Mm. We get a whole bunch of hot sauce too. Okay. Well, you can get well, like hot sauce suggest, everywhere. Yeah, make from, some tacos. We get Texas Pete. Yeah. Okay. You can, get, you, can go, you can get hot sauce everywhere from um, you know uh, uh, you know Edowongo Ed, Ed, Ed through, uh, or I should say. Um, 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 almost Canada to <laughs> local <laughs> to atomic, you know. Mm-hmm. Do they have um, chocolate? Sure, of course they have chocolate. Okay. It's a store. Yeah. They they have chocolate and powder. They have chocolate and nug, uh, nuggets and bricks. Yeah, and like you can that. also buy pre uh, packaged chocolate. No, um, get we get ten packets of uh, like hot dog buns. The packages. Okay. Those are the last two weeks. Alright. I'm sure if we go into too much detail on exactly what stuff we're getting, something is going to be wrong. I'm just deciding kind of what we're getting. Um, we also make sure that we have like a 55 gallon worth of water. You know, we want to make sure we have ample fluids while we're up in the air. Yeah. Um, also, um, generally, you, you need a gallon, a gallon per, per day. person per day. So, so if we figure there's six, six of us, or actually we'll say there's ten of us in the blanks, I don't actually know, but just to keep it simple, uh, that we would need then 144 gallons. We would need, like, basically two 55-gallon drums. That would be three. Well, I'm saying three. we don't actually have ten of us. Okay. But I'm saying well, that'd be 110 so, gallons, which would be... If we have any extra, we can actually clean our clothes. So you, you, you want two 55-gallon drums of water? Yeah, I think it's probably important. Okay. Important to have. All right. And, uh, like, you know, maybe a third one just for they, cleaning they, dishes. They don't, they don't sell water like that. Well, they sell giant drums, and there's places to fill up drums. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, can, you can buy... Um, uh, you, you, you can buy... Are any of the drums surgical, like for storing grains in or things like that? Um, Transporting... Yeah, food. You, you can objects. get water. You can get watertight barrels, like a rain barrel. You're saying yes, or a plastic. Pickle, the plastic or, ones, or not pickle better. barrels. They're no, they're not made out of plastic. They're they're made out of wood, and but they're you know they're they're coated and shellacked and with with wire. You know. Yeah, we get two of the, We get three of those. Just to have an extra one to you know wash dishes with, or right. you know, wash our hands, or okay. you know, rinse out the. Ported John on the plane. I'm assuming that since Eric yes. spent so much time on here, there's probably a little toilet area. Yes, there's definitely a Ported John. You probably need to pour water in some tank in the back or something, or pour it right down to flush everything behind it. Yeah. Is there a solids release lever no. or anything? Do oh, you just like inject there's, this? There's no proper bathroom on the plane. Does it like ever that? rain in the um, sky in a way that we can collect the water? I mean, there, there's basically, it, there's a thing on the side of the plane that you open it up and yeah, the solids will, will roll out, but you're not going to be able to do that while you're flying. So uh, the, the the toilet itself will fill up um, uh, and 
the uh, so probably your you best bed pair. Your something. best pe- your best bet is to use uh, the equivalent of a uh, portageon. Okay, either it that can be easily emptied. Okay, now we get Bruce, something like that, that at the sporting goods. That outlet. actually raises the question of putting it <laughs> putting it um, into the Twinkie template. Not necessarily because you want to eat the Twinkies, but just because having a pile of Twinkies. You're sitting using the Twinkie template <laughs> like a toilet seat. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Right you do realize it's a fairly small thing. It's it's only about the size of a deck of playing cards. Well, fine. If, if you have a like funnel. A, if you have a yeah, you have a funnel. You pee in the funnel. <laughs> in there. I will leave that up to to uh, to Ben's you know mechanical engineering to figure out that's, that's how to those, dispose of waste through the Twinkie template. That's where those off-brand uh, banana <laughs> banana Twinkies come from. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What are what are those even called? I uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so many different ones. There's ones that come from uh, Mexico, and, yeah. and you know, I go into places like Walmart and I see these names that I've never seen before. So a lot of them are actually made by the same companies in the U.S. They just have branches there. Yeah. Whatever you say. A tap dancer. Right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. So yeah, so you spent, we make sure we have an ample you spent, supply. We spent a couple hours shopping. Yeah, like two hours. We yeah, you know we run across we run across the street. We get a couple you know two of those little Porto Johns. We get you know a privacy curtain. We get you know a, yeah. a you know stand shower thing to just you know rinse off your. Pants and, 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 and I do rig up a funnel to send it through the twinky rope. Okay, so you're you're gonna go and and, and get yourself a funnel. Which, for the which, which, is, which, is, which you can find in the dry goods. Yeah. Okay, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and a rubber hose. Yeah. Okay, and and you can. Do, in fact, you do, I I probably arrange some like you know the templates here and like the funnels like right above it. So you go in it. I think you're pretty much going to have to do that once you get back to the plane. Okay. Okay. I, I would. I would. He's, he's going to practice using it on the no. stagecoach. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not taking it and, and holding it behind him and squatting yeah. you know, just to see how well it works. Yeah. He's gonna want to get one of those little uh, cake frosting tips for for the end. Uh, you know. <laughs> now you really I, rig it all up. If since you know, like if you, if you piss in it, that's mostly water. Would it be able to extract organic materials, no. or so it wouldn't actually work then? No, they would peeing into it wouldn't work. Okay. You got a shot at it with the uh, uh, with the manure. Okay. Because it's a mix of proteins and well, actually, it's a mix of, of vegetable matter, maybe some protein, mostly bi- bio, <clears throat> your own body's uh, proteinaceous waste. Right, but it would contain this, the same atoms, yeah, like it, it nitrogen has, and carbon. It has to be in the right. We get, the right we get proportions, remember? We also get you know a couple big stacks of like disposable plates, disposable cups. Yes. Plasticware. Well, it's going to be made. Napkins, it's not going to be made out of plastic. It's going to be made out of paper and wood. That's fine. They, paper. Yeah, know, wood. We, we don't. Plasticware is unless you're buying something that's been salvaged. You know, petroleum is too. It's just too rare. Okay. To, to be making stuff out of. I mean. Yeah, we I get mean, a bunch literally, of. Literally, it's it's like when they were making uh, pipes out of. Uh, uh, of aluminum at the beginning of the century. That was an act of, of great wealth. So someone using plasticware, you know, is that, uh, that that was that was manufactured, not something that has like, you know, Flintstones on the side of it. It's yeah. something that was actually manufactured in the hinterland is a sign of affluence. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So we get uh, disposables then of, you know, cups. Right. Well, certainly cups, paper. Cup, paper. Cups, and cups can be made out of paper, you know, uh, with wax. Like Dixie, Dixie cup type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, we, we make sure we have an ample supply of all of that, including, you know, we buy another package of bandages in case somebody cuts themselves. And, you know, we... Right. Um, I think by this point, you probably have a pretty good medical kit on top of it. I'm sure we do. We've talked about it a few times. Um, you know, hand sanitizer, some sternos at the camping store for sure. you know, cooking some of those giant um, tin things that people use at catering events for, you know, you can dump a bunch of beans in there and put the sterno underneath and, you know, mix them up and, right. you know, heat up the food. Okay. Um, we just make sure we have a decent cross-section of whatever we may think we need without, you know, really going extravagant and getting, you know, like, halibut fillets for, you know, day seven. You know, we, we don't go... Well, it, New Texas is inland, right? I mean, the airports. Everything. Yeah, it's all inland. But everything, everything, all environs are essentially the same. No, no. I mean, there's a, there's a central mountain range where all those towns are, are circling it. Uh, in little in little Texas, mm -hmm. okay, and then outside of that, you have the the, the scrub land and the, and the desert all the way out to the edge, which is then the square part. So you know this is you're basically pretty close to the center of the environment. Relatively so so he's not getting any halibut then. Oh no, there there's definitely uh, halibut to be bought. What do hot dogs keep for? Is there such? A, I mean, they're oh, so like hot dogs don't. Uh, hot dogs are are pre cooked. So there. How long would a package go for unrefrigerated before actually spoiling? I wouldn't trust it more than a few hours, mm. unless it's pre-cooked. If it's pre-cooked, pre maybe, maybe four or five hours. But uh, but you can also buy hot dogs here that are not pre-cooked. Are there is there such like I mean cured meats like salamis and stuff like that? No, those can... things. Yeah, if it's dry, if it's dry meat like dry salami and stuff, those things are good for like for, for weeks. Yeah. Well, then, but then if, if we're getting hot dogs, then we would have to get some ice and pack certain yeah, things. Yeah, in. but we're not getting hot dogs. I was just checking okay. to see if. Yeah. Well, Jason wants you to get ice. I mean, what else? I got to need something in my drink. <laughs> not if you drink it neat. Unless we get a huge amount of amounts of ice, it's only going to last a certain length of time. It's going to last a day. Unless you get a refrigerator and you run it off the power plant in the, in the plane. Yeah, How much are refrigerators? Same as they are here. They, yeah, you, they, just, you just figure like a little portable, you know, Danbo or whatever it is. You know, maybe hundred. They have, they have small bucks. to to big refrigerators. Okay. Um, okay, so a hundred bucks. Um, and it's thirty three. Yeah, it'd be like three new Akron dollars or four new Akron dollars for you know a uh, cheapo dorm room fridge. Yeah. Well, the, well, even a cheap dorm room fridge can get you some hot dogs and such. Yeah. Well, that that'll. You know that'll be good for about a like I said about a uh, a half a cubic foot. Hmm. Or if you get like a chest freezer, if you can find one, you can get a lot more stuff. And you just throw it in there and pull it out and thaw it. You know. Hmm. But that being said, we're not gourmands or anything. We're just trying to get yeah. reasonable stuff. Oh, we also get a lot of popcorn unpopped. <laughs> okay. That way we can you know. Sterno it and make you know make use of the uh, tins again. You know we put the seeds in there with a little bit of oil. You know let it go. Besides all the ones that don't pop, you send them through the Twinkie template again. Okay. And since they're actually food, you don't have to worry about you know we're eating shit. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, remember, it comes out as rope. Okay, and it, it it's, <laughs> it's twinky when you cut. It's only twinky after you cut it. Okay. <laughs> but still, that would be better than having a lot of trash sticking around. I'm just I'm just telling you that. Remember, you have to keep in mind the fact that it's rope. Okay? okay. It's not. It's it's it's. But still, a pile of rope is better than having you know buckets of trash. Okay. Yeah, but the opening is small enough where you'd have to get like a meat grinder or something to grind up your garbage in order to feed it through. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on what it is. I mean, like I said, like the unpopped popcorn is just going to pour in. Okay. All right. So uh, let's get some candy. We get candies. There's right. a little beer barrels. There's there's uh, hard candy, and like I said, there was. They probably do have those. There, there yeah. was, um, you know, chocolate. It's not Hershey. It's chocolate. Yeah. Better than the stuff I had in the army. That was like half made of wax. <laughs> well, that was probably so it wouldn't melt away. Uh, I'm saying as a character. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of aware as a player that that's why. Okay. All right. So, uh, anyways, uh, the uh, uh, Natasha looks at you guys and says, uh, "Make sure you guys buy some deodorant." He says, "I do that." He says, "I, I, I just." We get a bunch of those pine tree car air fresheners. Do, do they make those somewhere? Sure. Great. We get like forty of those. But they don't have just... cars. <laughs> Yeah, they, they do. Should. There's pickup trucks and stuff. Uh, you still need them, you know, in For places. horses, yeah. And, and, they're, they're, and there's a lot of horses. Yeah. And they're, yeah. in, they're in plastic, and we make sure that we have wherever the designated bathroom area they're is. They're in plastic? We, we had, they always come in... They're well, in wax. They come in, yeah, wax paper or something. Yeah. We, uh, we make sure we have an ample supply of those already open in the enclosed space so as to not, you know, fumigate the plane. Okay. All right. So, so we load we load up the uh the, we have maybe like if they have shopping carts we they, have they maybe, actually have they have like those flat, little flatbed things. things that they have over at the Home Depot. So we we maybe got two of those filled up now. Sure. You know with with some supplies. More than that, you got the water barrels. Um, <coughs> true. We got three of them then. <coughs> and uh, well, frankly, the water barrels should you just leave up in the front. <laughs> yeah. No reason to cart those around with you. Literally. And um don't think we're we're missing anything, but uh yeah, we we, we take care to get, you know, some extra bars of soap and you know yeah. deodorant and stuff like that. We we don't plan to shower a whole bunch, but you know, we do want to make sure that we're not rank. Okay. Uh, and we get a couple travel games too, so we can play, you know, like checkers and yeah. you know, chess. Uh, you chess, they, some more decks of cards. Do, do, they, ha- cards. do they have like yeah. recordings or radio shows or? Um, I don't know. I mean, those were available to you in some of the rooms that you've been in, but most people don't have those. Hmm. Do they broadcast those on radio stations? They, uh, they, bro- they, they should. They do. They, they did. On, he on said some radio stations, and they also have television here. You know, because of the Kickaboo Casino. So, but that's, and that's going, but again, depending on where you are, you may be limited to what you can get. But yeah, yeah I mean, if you're near any kind of a large, uh, an environment that has large towns, 
then yeah, being uh, you know being able to listen to the radio again, it depends upon the environ because if the environ is supposed to be a seventeen hundred, they're not going to have anything going on the radio, with the exception of like the airport or or or, mili or military or government kind of stuff. You know? mm -hmm. So what would there be in terms of storage, like um, you know, cassette tapes or? Yeah, remember when CDs. you went over to um, uh, to Carnegie Mellon and, yeah. and they had all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They have a collection. They, but they also had like one iPod there because somebody just happened to have one. Yeah, right. Maybe. It just depends on what people come through with, you know, from the hinterland. I mean, you know, people have been here 200 years, but that kind of technology has only been around 10. But they, these people come from like all sorts of different yeah, worlds. Yeah, here's some of the from the 2000s. World, so. There could have been somebody from you know the year twenty five hundred, right? But it doesn't mean he's going to bring through a dozen uh, iPods. But he would bring through the knowledge of how to. He'd be like, it, you can't make an iPod based on somebody's knowledge of an iPod. There, there's very there's very little high tech stuff. And a lot of it is. But I mean, the knowledge, anyway. the engineering knowledge of how to create that item could be the knowledge could be brought while the processes aren't necessarily in place to mass produce. They could artisanally produce a circuit board. You, you can't artisanally produce a circuit board. Inherently, circuit boards are mass-produced items. Anyways, the... Based uh, on cost. Well, it, it, the point is is that what you saw over at Carnegie Mellon was pretty much the... Um, the maximum tech. Well, the, 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 the outside of going to someplace like Noram and, and just bringing it back and using it and cobbling into it, mm -hmm. that's pretty much what you have. I mean, they, they were able to keep... You know, a, quite a bit of, of you know, 21st century, mostly 20th century tech going. Uh, but that was people who were really smart mm -hmm. and had all the tools available for it. Most people don't have that. Most so people, then we, the best we can ex expect is like cassette tapes then. Cassette tapes, eight tracks. Definitely um, record players. The record Beatles, players are still prevalent, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but do um, they make records or oh, yeah, okay. yeah, records can be made. It's not that hard. Yeah, recording on wax. they make them? Okay, not they, plastic. They actually make them on metal cylinders and then they press plastic into them. But more likely, you would get a wax record hmm. that's made out of wax, and mm -hmm. it, it would be it would be read by a, a stuff. You even uh, making a, mo uh, a vitrola isn't that hard to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm saying that kind of technology is definitely available. So I make sure that we, you know, get some books and some crossword puzzle books and okay. word scramble, just things to get, keep us. You get us. some like Gunsmoke episodes. <laughs> I don't think we have a TV on the plane. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the radio. Uh, again, being able to, uh, to, to I think they'd sell them, to per but not in this store. Okay. Okay. Somewhere again, that's going to be you're going to have to go to some kind of a uh, 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 porium. To, to find exotic stuff like that. And there's probably one in town. So if you want to go and try to find one, we'll make a luck roll for you. Okay. I'll give you a, uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, I'll give you, oh shoot. Gunsmoke? I want to say. Nope, that failed unless you want to. Well, I need a Benny. Yeah, you have to Benny to force it. Specifically Gunsmoke, or are you just yes, looking for well, something that's not specific? He said I'm not really specifically looking for Gunsmoke. It's an example. You're looking for something like Gunsmoke. You're yes. looking for some Western right. cereal. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that was still a failure, so, you know. I mean, I could roll a D8. No, know? I gave you the Benny, so. So, that, see, the, the 8 would have failed too, so you're still in the same situation. 
All right. So uh, yes, you found uh, a couple of cassette play tapes um, uh, with uh, you know hand lettered in a little nice little cases uh, made out of uh, uh, made out of wood and paper, uh, probably paper, mm -hmm. uh, and it says you know, uh, you know Gunsmoke, you know, uh, or Dragnet, or right. And inside you find a wooden uh, reel to reel tape. Yeah. You open it and just gun smoke just pours out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and there's and on the bottom of it there's a little thing saying uh he says uh, for uh, for a reduced uh, uh, for more episodes at a reduced cost, please send this this um, tape plus you know uh, you know uh, one new Akron dollar, okay? Uh you know, for prepaid shipping uh, and receive and receive back another episode. Hmm. Thirty-five bucks an episode. That's expensive. That's well. Remember, it used to be you know getting a, a cassette for your Atari used to cost thirty-five dollars. Yeah, but that's something that's interactive. Well, it doesn't it's still it's you know it's, a cassette for an Atari is not the same as a price as a cassette tape. It's rare. Getting a CD is twenty bucks. Yeah, but you're talking and about then mass drop, marketed objects. And then they drop down to ten. When yeah, you're still talking about mass marketed objects. These are things that are all salvaged. Well, that's true. They're very rare in yeah. quantity. Well, it's, and, it's, this is, and this is cassette tape. I mean, this is tape. So they don't stock cassette tape. It's tape, which means that it's probably spliced together, and someone had to maintain it. So yeah. So they don't actually make make cassette tapes on the environments. No, they don't make cassette tapes, no. but they, they they recycle cassette tapes. I mean they, and what they, they have, have a library of them that they what they have they have, and like I said, he says if you could you know it, a reduced cost you know they'll send you get you can get this cheaper if you if you go and send off you know it, it has to also be shipped to their you know a new copy of something put onto it and sent back to you. So they're saying the whole thing is like one new Akron dollar. You know what's really interesting to think about? Since there's like an infinite amount of environs, yeah. there's a new old 1990s USA somewhere where they're just like watching Seinfeld. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And friends. I mean, you can always go and get, get together the equipment you need in order to record your own stuff and go over to... Uh, new old New well that that's too far down, but um, some of the, some of these other places like you know New Pittsburgh and probably be able to pick it up off the air and record it. Well, no, the, fact, the idea you is pick to, it off the air and record it here if you have the recording capability. Well, I mean the the idea is to have something that can play when I want to play something, right? Rather than just listen off the air, right? Well, this is like no, I'm saying you, if you had a recording device. Okay, you could go and uh, and had the ability to and a microphone. You could stick it next to a radio that's playing probably you know, right now, and you could could record a, a television show or a radio show. Yeah, or just place the speaker input. And then, you, input and then you'd have a well, in, in, then you'd have a copy of it. Hmm. I mean, yes, it'd be a generation back. It wouldn't be a hundred percent as good yeah. as what they probably have over at the Kickapoo Casino. But the point still is, is that you're you're looking for a pre-packaged item, and you're and that you're being charged a premium for okay. it. Okay. Well. Okay. If you want to do it yourself, you, it's it's a lot cheaper. Hmm. But you have to have the recording ability. You know, uh, you have to have a player basically to. Well, I have to have a player to play and, it anyway. And and a and a mic and a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, you do. All right. So the next thing that we need to do is we need to make sure that we have. 
Um, the seats in the oil. <clears throat> the seats in the oil, so we need to pick those up as well. The oil is actually being delivered. The seats we have to pick up from the showroom. So right. uh, after having shopped for a little bit, we you know say one more stop. We just got to pick up the seats, and then we'll, we'll be on our way. Okay. Um, so you I'm assuming on. while we're at like the sporting goods store, getting like the porto toilet and you know shower and you know air fresheners, things like that. You know, we can also pick up some type of like a cologne spray or something. Oh yeah. To mask there's, mask there's, funk. There's places that sell you know perfumes. Uh, we get we get some uh, whatever the most neutral perfumes. You know, not necessarily you know combustible like roses, but something that'll neutralize odors. Well, rose water is actually pretty common. We get a lot of rose water then. You know, we, we, we get, you know, uh, a decent, you know, this, you know, size thing to where we can, okay. you know, not smell terrible. Okay. All right. You, you can do that. You know, basically it's, it's the, you get a container that's filled with uh, uh, roses, rose petals, and uh, a mix of alcohol and water to leach it out of the rose petals. Okay. And uh, at which point, you know... Um, and then, and then is it the, the old pump? Well, there's a se- there's a second. You get a, a, an atomizer as well. Uh, this is just a bottle, and then you can basically pour it into the atomizer and use it that way. Is it the push top, or is it the one that has the little ball on the end that you squeeze? Um, well, actually, I didn't really consider which way. Like the old timey way of. There's there's a bunch of different ones. There's, one, there's one that's like a pump, but a hand pump. There's one that you just pull it out and, and push it back in. You get the one with the with the, the squeeze thing, sure, uh, because that's just rubber and that comes from a number of plants over uh, in New Brasilia. Okay. So if you want the the, the, the we, squeeze we ball, do. then you can definitely get that. Yeah. It'll suck it up out of the, the thing and blow it out through the front. Um, anything else you can think of that we may want to get? You know, I mean, get that already, to the Emporium as well. Yeah, we, we already have basics on the plane as far as, like, first aid and blankets and right. stuff like that. And but can we assume we have, you know, things like tools to repair the plane and such? Those are already on the yeah. plane. Okay. Yeah. Eric would have already... First of all, you wouldn't have flown without him. And secondly, Eric is, is, is okay. doing a lot of work. We are going to have to... Figure out a way to get rid of human waste, seeing as you know, piss. Is there a crank? Is there a crank generator or anything to produce like a small current of electricity? You have generators on the planes. Is there a crank generator to like power a light bulb or something like a small flashlight that can be, you know, you shake it for five minutes and then you can get five minutes of light type of a thing. Um, if you want something again, if you want something prepackaged like that, but otherwise, I already got a flashlight. I'm assuming it's not kind of flashlight. You can uh, buy a pump action, pedal action um, generator uh, generator that can produce a certain amount of light. Okay, I I I have a flashlight written down, and I assume it's that type of flashlight already. Well, I'm just figuring that it's a long time we're going to be off the ground for. Yeah. And we need to exercise. We're presumably, we're presumably going to be, well, I mean, there's that, but, you know, I'm sure there'll be enough exercise available if somebody, you know, once we start getting oil barrels off, you know, room yeah. for people to do, you know, a little bit of, you know, running in place or stretching or, you know, hanging off the cargo netting or, yeah. you know, whatever. You well, know, we're you going to on the wings of the plane to fix the engine. Which I'm assuming they'll be roped up, yes. you know, in case they fall. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, was saying, um, I think it's a certain amount of exercise to do that. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't think people will necessarily get stir crazy. They will wish they could get out of the you know cabin fever a little bit, but yeah. um, well, you can always open one of the doors. <laughs> yeah, let's air through. Can you open? Do doors have like windows on them? Can you open a window? There's windows along the sides too. This thing's not like it might be like an old school van where they have like that thing that you can you know push the glass out a little bit on a hinge. Yeah, it'd be better than opening a door because you're not going to fall out the window or it's less likely. Nobody's fallen out the door either yeah, so far. You're very unlikely to fall out the door unless you're drunk or... Yeah. Nope, nobody's, nobody's fallen out the door in unintentionally yet. <laughs> so, I think we have everything we'll need for an extended flight, assuming the extended flight goes to plan, but okay. first step of doing anything crazy is planning for it to be less crazy if possible. Okay. okay. So, um, we stop by and pick up the seats. Are they're, they're ready. We were told they'd be ready right. you know, days ago. They, they were ready. They just had to ship them. Yep. So, they're there. Uh, they're under... Um, uh, a, a, a nice um, a Tinkerman's cloth. name, or are they oh, yeah. our name? It's under Tinkerman's name, uh, under a nice cloth wrap, uh, like a, you know, uh, and the the, the sales. Uh, well, the you know the manager comes out, and says he says, "Welcome, you know, uh, is uh, Miss is Professor Tinkerman here?" Uh, he is not. We are actually his assistants, where we're charged with. Uh, picking everything up. You've actually spoken with Benjamin in the past. Yeah. He's the no, one that, that was what that was my assistant manager. I just, uh, uh, but I well, you know, here, here's our here, here's our our book with the receipt in it. It's, We've already seen that. Okay. It's not really a problem. Um, uh, is is you know, and, and, and that particular gentleman, by the way, is also standing there. You know, sure. saying, saying, yeah, yeah, these are the guys. And he says, well, he says, we just wanted, I just wanted to get. Uh, uh, get an opportunity to uh, show you what you purchased uh, mm -hmm. before you take it off uh, and uh, you know package it up and resell it to we, one of your other customers or whatever it is you plan on doing yeah. with it. Uh, and uh, but just we're very you know very proud of the workmanship that's been done on uh, this particular item. And I I hate to to cut you <clears throat> short. Uh, however, we do have a, a plane we're we're waiting. Uh, we have to. Take off and reach our destination before oh. dark. But well, okay. um, what, what, what we do is we uh, we do greatly appreciate your work, and you know we, we promise to uh, uh, provide you know obviously your name to uh, the the next party. And if anyone asks, we'll let them know exactly where uh, we okay. got it from. Uh, um, Bruce, uh, from what I know about these seats, are these seats a custom job? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they were very custom. You know. That's why he's act, saying he's he's not acting like he, he expects you to put them into something obvious, okay. is he? All right, so he goes and uh, says, "Well, all, all right, uh, that's fine. Uh, uh, I just had we just had a note here that you wanted to inspect them, so uh, well, we'd uh, like to take a quick look, sure, but, sure. but ultimately we don't have time for the grand tour. All right, fine. So let's, go, can, let's go. Let's go take this off. Can he just explain like just for a couple of minutes? Because I know he wants to." He wants to show them to us, so we can just, you know, say for a couple of minutes we did this and this. It wouldn't necessarily have to take long. We just okay. Um, yes. Well. Anyway. So uh, let's get uh, let's take the the covering off of this, and they go over and they they they, 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 they right fold it all over off of it, revealing uh, the. While he's looking at this, I kind of walk over and kind of prop up against the wall, you know, just kind of. 
waiting, you know, a little, little idly off on the side while he's... Okay. All right. Um, there's these um, um, uh, two... Uh, 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 there, there's these two two seats, okay, yeah. um, and they and you can see where they have uh, they're made out of beautifully you know tooled cowhide, okay, uh, which which has been hand etched with um, uh, with with in the shape of flames. So it looks like the whole seat's on fire. Okay, but it looks like it's a design and not like a circuit. It's a design. No, it doesn't look like a circuit at all. It's a design. It's also it's not like you know covered over with cow cowboys and Indians, you know, stuff like that. It actually is a very artistic design. It's, it's been it's been dyed. It's been uh, inlaid, you know, with with more dyes. Uh, okay, uh, it's been hand carved. The, the tool with uh, the, the leather has been there are holes in these seats like things need to go through into the seats or out of the seats um, and uh, there's places for attachments of, of things there's like buckle attachments and others uh, the it's they're beautifully done you know and they're and they're they're clearly they look like they're clearly designed to um, uh, you know, to to basically flex and um, uh, and the uh, it's it's almost like a lazy boy recliner in a sense. The way it's designed, mm-hmm. the seat moves and and it's it's got it's got you know the ability is cut in certain places to let certain things fold out and fold in. But he isn't able to show you all that really. He's just able to show it off to you and says, yeah. and you know it's clearly not something that would normally be in in a cockpit. Okay. You know, it's it's those seats are usually pretty pretty much like these. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they, they literally you know most cockpits have have chairs that basically go up to the your just back. From looking at it, that it would actually be a seat in the sense that somebody's. Supposed to sit on it and not like there are these holes for things to come out of that makes it obviously for some other purpose. It looks like it, it definitely looks like something that you would sit in. Okay. Okay. Uh, it uh, make a um, make a pile check. Both of you, or you if you want. To. I'm kind of hanging over near the wall, but I'll okay. make one. I guess. Make a pile check. Four. Okay. Uh, three. Okay. Uh, it looks an awful lot to you as a very uh, stylized excel uh, acceleration couch. Hmm. Like what you find in like a you know like a jet right you know jet, okay. jet plane or uh, rocket car. Or, yeah, that or, I, I don't say this at this point, but it does tend to support my theory. It's some kind of a vehicle for like transporting um, like to the other side of the. Sky, possibly. Well, nothing really supports it's the other side of the sky. It's definitely well. I think that's the only place there is to go to that we can't go to normally. Not necessarily. Maybe we reach the edge of the map. Yeah, it could where be they, where there's dragons. Maybe. Well, maybe it's dragons and magic cost. Maybe you could go down into a volcano or something. Maybe it's made for that. I don't know. It's maybe it's a time machine. That's a good point. That's actually that's actually a good idea. Maybe it is. Oh, we have no idea what, what this. Yes. Maybe maybe it's for for uh, going into an event horizon. Well, maybe actually it's a time machine. We have to go and rescue Tinkerman in it. Maybe it's a yeah, or it could be a. Tink- Tinkerman left this so that somebody would find it and then go back into the past and rescue him. 
That would be nice. Maybe it's an underwater vessel we're building to battle, you know, Atlantis. Okay. It's... Well, there, uh, may, maybe get to the uh, find out the mystery of the uh, carnivals. Hmm. All right. So, anyways, you're uh, We're a nuke to blow up the world. But it's uh, <laughs> and we have seats in a nuke. Right. Kind of comfortable. <laughs> but there, there, are, there are two seats, so it's okay. clear that these things that there's there's seating for two. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, it looks like it has seating for two. Okay. All right. All right. So we we take this and we uh, lift it and place it securely onto the back of the wagon, and okay. then we uh, wave goodbye. Oh, okay. They didn't actually follow you out other than to... Okay. You know, I mean, they, they will be glad to bring it out to your vehicle and put it on. You uh, know, or you guys can just take it with you. Are they heavy? Do they, like, give us leave the seats well, on with, they, like, a marijuana catalog or something? I would say they would be closer to 75 pounds each. Wow. This, these are covered with leather. Hmm. And not thin leather. And there's a lot of... You know, backing to mm-hmm. them, and you can see rubber and metal parts, and you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of. Okay, well, we, yeah, we they, they look very sturdy. We we accept their assistance in loading these onto the wagon. Then okay, all right. So they bring them out, they put it on the wagon, they uh, get your your signature on the uh, bill of sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they put their signature on the bill of sale, and uh, someone t- t- brings takes out a camera, and takes a picture of it. And says thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. And then we and, say uh, onward. We will be looking forward to your next uh, return to to purchase even more wonderful stuff. Bye. And we go. <laughs> yeah. And, and Annie's there and says, "Yeah, you might buy some guns next time." That was a gun shop. Yeah, it, it was. It was leather and gun, and it had a gun. Did they have scopes? Did I see scopes? No, actually, Annie was down at the, at the foundry. No, this was the. This was the. Yeah. Maybe buy a holster next time. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I got those mixed up. All right, so you get out. So you, you know, so you get out to the airport, yeah. and there's your plane, and uh, it's uh, uh, all all the ramps are down. And uh, do we have a, a normal way to and you, it, a, a standard checklist before we take off? Yeah. So uh, like Eric's could, probably already done the flight prep. Well, imagine since we told him we'd be leaving. Everything except the actual pilot flight tra- check. He's done the he's done the the maintenance and the engineering flight check. But right now, what he's actually doing is he's still loading uh, 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 fifty five gallon drums of fuel and and, and all the other and stuff. water and food. Well, you're showing up with that. Well, we're showing up with the, the food. water and the food. And those are going up closer to the front, anyways. Yes. Yeah. So, do anyway. we uh, do we have a way to refuel the plane in the air? Yeah, that's one of the things that he's he 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 he, he started off doing. He basically came in, he placed his order. Well, Eric, let me just talk as Eric. Hey, boss. So what I've done here is is that I made the order for the for the fuel. Okay, and uh, they're they're rolling those things on now. We topped off, the, of course, all the the tanks in both wings. Uh, and they're bringing in the extra barrels of oil. Uh, we uh, already put on them the, the special oil that we got from the uh, the refinery, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've also uh, uh, ran some uh, refuel fuel lines uh, uh, from the wings into the uh, in, into the assembly of the plane, so we can pump fuel into the uh, tanks. Quick question: Do lightning crystals ever break? 
They do fail after a period of time, too. They require maintenance as well. Has ours been serviced? Uh, it's Or checked out? To make uh, sure it's, it's not... been checked out. Because given our weight, if it were to fail in midair, that would be catastrophic. We would yeah. just sink like a rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Um... Uh, the lightning crystal is 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 you know is fine as far as I know. It's uh, uh, not shown anywhere. Well, do I they mean, crack when they're about to break? Uh, they change color. Okay. Uh, and so we would have some notice. It's it's currently in the green. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it ended up being in the yellow. Uh, if it doesn't, as long as it doesn't get into the red, we're okay. It does sound like mighty convenient colors. I wonder who. Design them to do that. I don't know. I mean, same people that design bell peppers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's a good point. Uh, I I don't know, uh, uh, Ben. I didn't think of that. Uh, I, I don't know, boss. It's uh, it's they're just the way they are. You know. I mean, nobody ever saw a lightning crystal until they came into the hinterland. So, you know, who are we to say that this can mean or not? I mean, I don't really know anything about them other than how to. I don't either. I mean, they're. I I mean, it was a. It was, from what from what I remember from from my my training way back when at the newcomer class, it was uh, it was an accident that they figured out that this thing would do what it did anyways. Good thing too. Better question: How goes the winemaking? Do we have any barrels to sample? I'm uh, sure you've been doing a little bit of the, you know. The uh, viticulture. Uh, well, I mean, I, we haven't had any messages from you know, uh, uh, Bruno's uh, Bruno's for a while now, and I've been a little busy. You know, I mean, I did take I did take a, a day off. You know, uh, to, to vacation at the Kickapoo place, but other, but mostly I've been. Just, did your win or lose? Well, it was all it was all win, of course. <laughs> I may I may be leaving with less money, but it was uh, it was money well spent. Uh, I I I says I'm not much of a gambler. Uh, uh, I I prefer to, to to make my money the old-fashioned way by working for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I I heard uh, uh, I I heard that you uh, uh, shot up a mighty storm. I got always- shot up a mighty storm. See. Points of my wounds. Holy cow! Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, does he bleed red still, or does yeah. he? Yeah. Okay, I was wondering because he's blue. No, he's blue, but he bleeds red. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He he he's, he says that's uh, yeah. I mean, are you okay, boss? I'll, I'll be okay. Yeah. They didn't shoot Natasha, did they? Uh did they? I don't think I did. No. No. Oh, thank goodness. Somehow, I'm you, sure she's somehow you feel slightly, you know, uh, slightly less satisfied that he immediately was concerned about Natasha after seeing that you were shot. Uh, it's like, like, yeah, she's fine, but but I'm the one who got shot. A little more attention over here to my wounds. Thank you. And, and now Jason is yeah, Jason, there Jason and Jason comes in and says, he says it's, it's been terrible, Eric. He, he, he says that my life has been in danger every moment I've been in this hellhole. We uh we get these two or actually three we decided on three three giant barrels. We we fill them up with uh, drinking water. Yeah. Not necessarily distilled or whatever, but whatever the water is, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's no problem. We, you know, they have both potable and unpotable water here. 
Okay. So uh, uh, we'll go and uh, uh, we'll run them over to the commissary and get them, get them to popped up. Um, it's uh, I, I would recommend that you uh, uh, that we uh, that we that boil we, it. No, uh, that we uh, purchase a water filter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, the water here is a little bit uh, alky, a little gritty, a little alky, mm-hmm. and gritty, but mostly alky. Okay. I don't know if you noticed that. If you spent a lot of time in the Kickapoo ca- uh, Casino, you wouldn't notice that. But it's uh, it's got a lot of limestone, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, other things in the ground okay. around here. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, uh, so uh, but I figure we'll be ready to uh, to take off um, uh, in, in in an hour at the most. Okay. Uh, okay. And um, uh, I haven't I haven't hired any extra uh, security. Uh, do you do we do we need to? Uh, I think it'd be a good idea given you know how flammable this plane is now. Okay, all right. I'll call I'll, I'll call over to uh, um, uh, over over to the terminal and ask. Yeah, them if we send, could send them over some security. Yeah, if we could get some added security, that would be great. Okay. Uh, I, I should warn you though. One person that's in the tower is in uh, in cahoots with the uh, the brothers. Uh, you saw him come in with their. Attack copper. And he wasn't there for that. I'm sure you heard about. I them heard there in was. With I heard there was something. Something <laughs> happened. I thought it was a. Uh, 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 I thought it was an attack from some. Uh, uh, some air pirates. That's what everybody was saying. Air uh, pirates came in and made some brazen attack. Well, I can, uh, in the middle of the day. I can tell you that the. Uh, Actually, it was almost nighttime. That the folks we were. That they were supposed to be picking up. Um, Jason over here, they were called in. So, just to give you a quick catch up as well, uh, and appreciate all the details, we um, we had found Jason and Ben here were were captives with Natasha on a wagon with about eight eight guys. Um, one guy obviously in charge of everything as, as usual, and um, they were taking them off because they're you know obviously a big price on Jason's head. And they were supposed to meet up here at the airport. The two brothers were supposed to come in and, you know, pick them up. I'm sure we've talked about it a little bit. But uh, they were supposed to pick them up, and there was a guy in the tower that was signaling for them. Uh, he knew to do the call down for them and what tail number they would have and approve them for landing and where they should come. And, you know, calling for security, it's a, a good idea, but we may do better to just find a couple, you know, hired hands around, somebody that's able to... You know, just keep a watch out, opposed to actually letting the tower know that we would like some security because yeah. we may we may find that we have worse results that way. Okay, he, he says, "What about that guy?" And you, and you look out and you see Rodney sitting there sitting there on a horse. Um, I make a notice check on Rodney. I want to take a look at him. Um, ten. I'm specifically kind of looking for like firearms on him. I'm looking for. You know, a walkie or radio, you know, he, something that really says he's not on the up and up. Oh, I don't know about that, but what you see is... Is, is he wearing all black? Uh, In Westerns, that's always a sign that he's the bad guy. <laughs> no, he's not Actually, wearing all it's, it's not as he's much not as wearing all black. He is wearing a long coat. He has on a horse. You do you do see that he has a, uh, uh, a chest, uh, a, a belly holster, okay, 
which works really well when you're on a horse. Uh, but he also seems to have a very exotic looking um, long rifle on his back. More exotic than the one I'm carrying? It's a rifle. I but I have an AR-15. Oh yes, much more exotic uh, than that. I, I described the, um, was it the discarded power packs that the monkey had? Yeah. Does it, does it look to you like this goes with that? Can I use my shooting skill to try and assess what that rifle may be capable of? In terms of distance, in terms of firepower, if it could take down a plane? Um, it definitely looks like it's some kind of an energy weapon. So it looks like it, it could be the same kind of thing that the monkey had. It could be. Uh, I'm going to... How close is he to us? Uh, well, you're in the plane, so I'm assuming... Well, I'm assuming we're outside because you said people are wheeling in barrels. Yeah, but you could also get in the plane and get out of the sun. You, I think you'd want to get Jason inside as quickly as yeah, possible. I'm, well, yeah, I guess if, if I'm with Jason, then we're inside. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, I'm going to pull out my binoculars that I used a white chip for you know many yeah. sessions back. I'm going to get a closer look at that that energy rifle. Does it look, you know... It, lo- it looks very high-tech. It looks like it's got some kind of optical scope on it. It looks like it's uh, definitely an energy weapon of some kind. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, in the sense that it looks like it's got a lot of wires and stuff. But it does have an open barrel at the end. Which is different than yours, which, you know... Um, Open barrel is in it, fires a projectile through yeah. it? It looks like it like would fire a projectile, or a very large beam. You know, but I mean, yours is more of a narrow so th- does uh, it, needle beam. So are you still, are you, do you still have your sheriff thing? No, no I, I get that. Yeah, Why would you do that? Why would you stop being the sheriff? You know, not everyone, supposed to give it that. Not everyone gets to be the sheriff. He, he was the deputy. Not everyone <laughs> does any. They shot the deputy. <laughs> um, what are okay? What sure, are what are sheriff was smart as be out of town all this? You know, I'm I walk right okay, up to him ju- and I say, Rodney. I presume. Sure, you should recognize me. <laughs> I say. Why don't we talk a little? Okay, right. Bruce. Um, from the would you, like to, would you like to come over and you know have a chat with us in the shade? Uh, That's fine. I thought uh, last time I talked to you, I wasn't welcome. Well, you're here, so yeah. all right. He gets off, and he he's you know does the old big leg over, mm-hmm. s- sits down, you know, rolls his shoulders back, you know. I say, so, you've been following us. Not you, Jason. You just happen to be where Jason is. Wow, Jason's part of us. So, why are you following Jason? Like I said, I've been hired to bring him back safe. By whom? By the magician. I told you that. Not me. You, You might have had a conversation with these guys. Didn't he have a conversation with everybody on the plane when we sent them to... You were, like, torturing him? Yeah. Oh, this is that guy? Yeah. Yes. This is a different guy. No, this is Rodney, the guy that you were torturing. (laughs) I say that's a... The guy you kicked off the plane. I say that's a mighty fancy-looking weapon you got there. Yeah, I came into this recently. How recently? A couple days ago. 
Uh, I don't know how to tell if he's telling the truth or not. It would have been last night. Is this a whatever notice, I guess? Uh, I'm trying to figure out if it seems like he's actually had it for a long time and he's just kind of blowing smoke. Or if he literally just got it. Using binoculars, can I see him? Yeah. Okay, I want to see him without binoculars. Okay, outside the plane. Okay, I'm going to try to determine whether, in fact, he's using the same kind of power packs on this that the monkey had. Okay, go ahead, make a notice check. Do you still have your mushroom? Let's force feed it to him. (laughs) Ken, your character still has his mushroom. Let's force feed it to him. Six explodes. Ten. Ten. Okay. Um, it's it's got a place on it where um, uh, it looks like a power pack would go. It's currently filled. Okay, uh, but it looks like, like the same type. It of looks power like pack. the power pack that you have would pro- could very well fit in there. Okay. So it's more and make. Yeah. Hmm. So again, kind of back to the thing. How do I tell if it seems like he just got it recently? Like he's saying, I don't know how. You to... want to know whether he's lying or not? Yeah, is okay. that just notice check? Because uh, there isn't like a truth telling or. A... Yeah, I know. It, 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 there, there's no uh, sense motive. Yeah, I think everything it's really, falls it's really an interrogation skill. Well, I'm not trying to intimidate him. No, not intimidation. Persuasion? Inter- interrogation. Is that even a skill? I don't think so, but it needs to be. Well, I mean, sense motive would need to be one too, then. No, because interrogation would do the same thing. Basically, it's be you being able to know whether someone's lying to you. Streetwise is used to get information from people, but that's to actually gain information. I'm just trying right. to... I think we were using Streetwise as this thing for t- t- seeing whether or not somebody was lying to you. So go ahead and use that. Uh, because Streetwise otherwise doesn't usually have a whole lot of usage. Actually, yeah, it is, it is notice. It says, notice the hero's general alertness and ability to search for items and clues. Covers hearing rolls, detecting ambushes, spotting hidden weapons, and even scrutinizing other characters to see if they're lying, frightened, and so on. Okay. So, do a notice check. Ah, uh, that's a five on my notice. Okay. Um. Uh, all right. And it just says the more raises a character gets on a notice roll, the more information they should reveal. So it's a success, but not with a raise. Okay. And. Uh... All right, uh, he uh, he seems like you know he's perfect. He's looking at you straight on. You're not you know uh, not evading your gaze, not acting. You know, basically he's he's acting like that's perfectly valid. How how easy do I remember it was to restrain him last time? Um, you if, were... if I remember, it was pretty. Easy. We got a fist fight. We punched each other a couple times, and I wound up knocking him out cold. Well, he's got a big, powerful he, he gun. Basically, now. he gave you—he you gave you a wound that you got healed, but you took him out. Mm. Okay, so you know, uh, I would say that you are probably physically—you know—it's you in a, in a in a fair fight. Okay, you would probably beat him. Okay, but you but you take some damage as a result. You basically you, you wouldn't come out of it without knowing that you've been in a fight. Well, now that he's uh, over close, 
Uh, I'm going to pull my pistols on him up close. And I'm going to say, I don't appreciate you following us. And outside of that, that looks like a mighty threatening weapon you've got there. So my buddy over here is going to come take the power pack out of that. And we'll let you go on your way. You sure you want to do that? Uh, yeah. Because I am a duly authorized member of the uh, uh, new old New York uh, police force. And I have presented my credentials over at the terminal. If you want to assault and rob a duly authorized member of the police, you're welcome to do so. But don't expect this plane to leave. Well, we'll be taking the power pack and bringing that over where you can pick it up at the terminal. You can just leave my, you can just leave my stuff alone and everything will be fine. I'm not here to shoot you or anything else. If you were smart, you'd be getting on my good side instead of constantly trying to piss me off. You're here to take one of our companions away. Yeah, you've done so well with him. I saw him coming up. He was like death warmed over. Well, gun's still pointed and he was with me, he'd still be alive. He is still alive. He'd be alive in better condition. He's in great condition. You should see him. He's drinking. (laughs) Oh, that's that's good. (laughs) Wounded and drinking. Yeah. That's how he likes it. Then you see a a little somebody a little like a stuck pig. Then you then you see a little cartoon of this of this pig drinking and. And liquid coming pouring out of his wound. Happier than a pig with an apple in his mouth. Yeah. The only reason that I'm, I haven't had you arrested so far, okay, is because my boss wants to keep this on the QT. So I suggest you do the same. Keep your paws off of me. And put those shooters away before somebody notices it. And takes the wrong idea about your intentions toward me, a officially authorized police officer. Notice to see if he's bluffing about having presented credentials, etc. If this seems credible or not. That's a 10 on my notice. Okay. That's two raises or one raise? All right. That's with a raise and a little more. It's not an opposed check. Okay. It uh, it seems to you that he's telling the truth, but he could be lying. You just can't okay. tell. You just can't tell. Him. I say, well, given your intentions that we don't see eye to eye on, again, my friend here is going to come take the power pack out of that gun, and you can pick it up at the office after we've departed. Ben? How, how are we going to have him pick it up at the office without going to the office? You go to the office and you drop it off, and then you come back. And then you're going to say, what is this thing? It's a special delivery for Rodney. Officer Rodney, who came here and presented his credentials earlier, will be coming back to pick this up shortly. 
What to prevent them from arresting me as soon as I come in with it? Because you haven't broken any laws. If you've got an accomplice there, I don't need to have broken any laws for him to do that. Then you go hide it by the dumpster and tell him where he can find it. That makes a lot more sense. (laughs) We just pick an arbitrary location and tell him he can go pick it up there. Or what we do is this conversation, guys. You're, you're. I'm holding him at gunpoint. I've got. You start talking like that. He says, "Well." I'm leaving. And he starts backing up. I say, Ben, take his... Uh, and I, I keep following him. And I say, one more... One more step, and... You'll, you'll regret it. I don't take kindly to threats... And you happen to be threatening the safety of my companion. Because remember that brothers are working for the magician as Bruce, well. Bruce, is there something I can do to sneakily disable his gun without actually taking it? A repair check? Well, if you can actually sneakily? get access to Yes. I mean, his idea of you taking the... Uh, power pack from it. Right, but I mean, can, it's, it would be obvious that I took a power pack. Like maybe you know, you're trying bump, to disable without him noticing. It's right, bump, like bump up against him and pluck Pull a wire or something. Well, you'd have to hope that it's not the wire that just makes the pew sound. <laughs> <laughs> but so, could I do something like that? You, uh, um, guns are not don't normally have big wires that are easy to pluck. Well, over. well, you said this has a lot of wires coming yeah. off of it. Well, it looks like it has a couple of cables that come from the power pack into the barrel yeah, of the gun. Yeah, but you'd have to go up there with, like, a knife and slice them or something. I mean, it looks like they screw in, you know, through... Yeah. You know. Okay. So what are you going to do? I want to see if I can do that. So you're going to move forward? Walk right up to him and try and take okay. the power pack. All right. At which point, then, you hear you hear a voice. And he goes... He says, I think I've... Uh, says, I think you've gone far enough. I back and, away, and you back, and you, and the the voice seems to be coming from the horse, and the horse goes and and, and turns to the side, okay, and um, uh, and you, uh, and 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 show you see this badge on 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 the side of his of his mane, mm-hmm. a deputy badge on it. This is Deputy McGee. He says, Mister. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot his. Mr. Tully here warned me that uh, this that, that you, you people might cause the trouble, and I'm surprised. I've heard good things about you, Mr. He, Breyer. Well, he wants to kidnap a person who we are protecting. I have not heard anything like that. What I have seen is I've seen you people you know, show intent to do harm to him, and... Uh, and, and, and not allow him to leave when he's showing to his, his intent. Now, I don't know what... Tell, the, tell, I don't tell know what your historical story, business with each other, and it really isn't my problem. Well, you only know one side of the story. We I know to, the story that he told we you. We so. want to prevent How about this? Happen. Eric, please, please bring the paperwork from Hinterpol. And I've still kind of got the guns on him. Yeah, please, and please lower your guns. I will, I will lower my gun. I will lower my guns when I feel we are safe. It is completely within my right to protect my person. I I don't see anybody with guns in their hands besides yourself. 
I know that this man uh, has assaulted me before. Uh, we had engaged in fisticuffs in the past. He has repeatedly tried to kidnap a member of my group. And uh, I am within my rights to protect my person. Yes, well, I think you could at least aim them at the ground. I aim slightly downwards. Towards, say, like, his, you know, without actually, you know, pointing him right down flat towards, you know... The point is you're not aiming him at him. It's not at his face or anything. Yeah, or his body. So so with that, Eric comes over. Uh, We explain the situation. uh, And we say, as a deputy from this environ, we're here on official business. Uh, We were attempting to find a safe haven for a... Uh, witness in our protection. Uh, This man has uh, repeatedly attempted to take him for... (laughs) (laughs) This man has repeatedly uh, attempted to take uh, take our witness away to to an underling for the crime boss who he's set to testify against. This man is colluding with a known criminal, attempting to coerce a witness, likely breaking many laws above and beyond, uh, and he should be, while not arrested, he should at least have the power pack removed from his high-powered rifle, which he could open fire on our craft, presumably killing us. You can see from the caliber of this weapon that it is not... A standard six-shooter. It's foreign technology, and him having it in his possession away from us is much deadlier than can likely even imagine. And I'm not sure if I can use my, you know... I throw in a couple lines about I was in the the marksman contest. I'm a, a certified shooter. I'm a certified detective. I understand high-powered weaponry. And and this is the equivalent of having a rocket launcher from a football field away. Okay. Um, I would humbly request that you hold on to the power pack until we're safely out of distance. Instead of my companion here going and taking it and leaving it for him to pick up at a later time. We simply wish safe passage and this is the only way that we see that as a possibility if this man does not have this high powered rifle to take out my companions all right so he goes and looks at uh the uh, paperwork you have from interpol Mm -hmm. okay and he looks at this and uh uh and he goes and looks at you guys and says well uh in um uh, in Little Texas, uh, we do not take away a man's weapons without cause. Uh, there is no, there is nothing illegal about what he is currently carrying on him. And though your accusations are uh, are significant and severe, uh, there is no evidence to support any of what you just said. Um, the, the, there's uh, at this point. Uh, this man showed up on the hotel floor and had to be removed by security. You can call the Kickapoo Casino to validate. I could, but I'm not going to do that right now. 
So what I have right here is I have a, I have a difference of opinion between two people. Uh, this gentleman uh, uh, was willing to talk to you. You pulled your guns on him, uh, threatened to place him in a position of helplessness. He refused to do so. He wants to leave. I, my my call is I'm going to help him. I'm going to help him leave. Uh, I'm not going to remove his weapons. Uh, I'm not going to remove your weapons. I think you should just basically just let it stand the way it is and go about your business. As a, uh, for lack of a better term, as uh, a mount which he was riding. Uh, I would humbly request if you notice him taking aim towards our craft that you create a uh, vastly unstable platform for him to fire from. If if Mr. Tully, uh, first of all, uh, Mr. Tully, I'm I'm not playing on Mr. Tully riding me at this point. Well, he just was. No, no, the horse's name Tully is Mr. No, no, Tully. Rodney. Rodney Rodney Tully Tully is the name of the person that you you were about to. Oh, okay. uh, About to assault. Uh, Well, as probable cause has been established, despite not taking him in for questioning or anything to that effect, uh, I would request that you provide your protection to us as uh, we are simply trying to leave as well, uh, but... This man who has repeatedly uh, not yeah. only assaulted us, but also uh, is attempting to kidnap a member of our group, uh, I would request that you keep an, a watch on him. If you wish to provide evidence to support your statements, uh, we will, uh, the uh, Sheriff's Department of um, Waller County is willing to do, uh, do whatever is appropriate. Uh, however, uh, at this time, there is no support for what you're saying, so I will be glad to escort Mr. Tully back to the uh, terminal, and if he should attempt to use his weapons um, in anything other than self-defense, then I will take appropriate action. All but right. you, must, uh, you must allow him to leave, or you will be in violation of, the, of a duly authorized uh, lawmaker, uh, lawgiver. Okay, that's Myself. that's fair. Um, again, you've agreed to watch him, which was our request. So, uh, please uh, accept our apologies for this inconvenience and misunderstanding. Mm. So he says, "Okay, Tolly, let's go." He says this. Says, "Thank you for your assistance, officer, uh, uh, deputy." And he looks at you guys and says, "Well." Another bad decision on your part. You seem to do that a lot. Only and you were tur- also still a deputy. And he, and he turns around and starts walking off. Actually, he, he, he continues to back away from you. He doesn't trust you. All right. It's fine. And, uh, and the... Uh, I holster uh, my uh, six shooters and I put my hands on my AR-15 so as to... Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, and, and basically the... Uh, what the horse will basically walk over and, you know, taking a look over the side, walk between you and Tully as Tully walks away. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do anything to Tully at this point. So. I don't think you... Well, I mean, I, I, it's up to you whether you're mm-hmm. going to do something or not. You don't have to think about it. You either do or yep. don't. Okay. So Tully, and you watch him as he slowly 
walk, walks back toward the terminal, which again is a, a good half mile away. So that's going to take probably about and, a half hour. And it's, it's going to take an hour before we're ready to leave, right? Well, right. upwards of an hour. Yeah. He said he didn't expect it to take any more than an hour. Right. You, If, if you want to leave as soon as possible, yeah. you'd be best to start doing your pre-flight check. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll do that then. I say, Eric, thanks for bringing the are papers. You gonna, are you, you going to pilot then? Um, do I have to pilot in order to do the pre-flight check? Yes. Whoever is the pilot needs to do the free pre-flight check. Okay, so we're... Does Eric, Piloting is a skill. Right. Is, what, what does Eric have a pilot? Because I only have a D6. D6 is fine. Okay. Eric doesn't have much of a pilot skill. D6 with two bennies is good. He, he basically has enough piloting to be able to fly the, you know, to fly the well, plane on the level. You may not and, have to roll and, anything. And, and, yeah, I'm not asking you to roll. I'm just saying... As a pilot, you need to be in the cockpit to check the dials. Yeah, yeah, as, as a pilot, that that the person who's the pilot is the one who's supposed to do the pre-flight okay, check. I will do this. It's his responsibility, yeah. not. It's not uh, like you know. Okay, I, I mean, somebody else can go in there and do it all there, but no pilot worth his salt yeah. would ever trust anybody else to go through his pre-flight check. It'd be like check. a chef trusting someone else's palate, you know, having someone else taste the food to see if it needs more salt. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you just you know you just do it yourself. Okay, well I, I will then do the pre-flight check. Then okay. I'll be flying at least for some All reasonable right. length of time. Okay. Yep. You don't I have need to roll. roll it's or? not a pre-flight skill check. Just a pre-flight check. Okay. You're just checking the levers to make sure they work. Right. Okay. You probably also have a guidebook. You're just going step well, one, step two, step yeah, three, step four. Can I also, you know, checking like, all the electric. Make sure like there aren't like any you're checking bombs the or such. Well, that's not what you would do in the cockpit. That would be somebody else checking that sort of thing. Okay. Hopefully, Eric is checking. Yeah, Eric has already done a mechanical check on the plane, and he would have spotted something like that. But I mean, you still need to go and, 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 and you know check the air lines and, and check the rudder mm -hmm. to make sure it's moving the right way. Uh, yeah. You need to, you know. Uh, uh, you know, check all the the terminals and, yeah. and the you know and and make the various sure that the, lights. the mic works so you can tell people to yeah. put on their uh, do, do a do a test do a test uh, call back to the uh, terminal telling them that you're you're ready to taxi. Yeah, can, can I like make sure like nobody's trying hidden in, inside our barrels, or we'd be able to determine that? Uh, you might be able to determine it, but I think you're busy. You want someone else okay. to do that? Make sure make sure that all the trays lock in their upright position. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that'll be necessary. You're thinking it's all of the dwarves escaping from. <laughs> yes, Elden. I am. <laughs> well, I, I am as maybe, a player. Yeah, maybe he's from the salt flats and, <laughs> and has, a, has a great distrust of, you know, of uh, Bernese tigers. <laughs> all right, so uh, while this is happening, I kind of I'm, I'm out on the tarmac. I'm watching as everything gets carted in. Um, you know, I pay someone to go fill up the water barrels and bring them back. Right. You know, I'm keeping guard as best I can. Okay. Um, yeah, so will, will we have people, like, checking for, like, bombs in our barrels? Or... Who, who are you going to ask to do who that? Can, I'm still waiting for you to say... What skill would that be? It, it, it's, you're having someone probably since Eric called for 55 drums, he's probably doing a check on the drums okay. as they come in. I doubt he's opening all of them and no, looking at the flutes, but he would probably notice if like 
there was a clanging sound in one as it's being rolled, opposed to a yeah. sloshing okay. sound. I mean, he's he's gonna go and take a uh, a rubber hammer or a wooden hammer and bang each of the drums as they come up to make sure that nobody's short him half a barrel. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's things like that. But I mean, if it sounds like if if it sounds like there's liquid in it, he's gonna assume that it's actually full of alcohol and not water. Yep. I mean, he could go and weigh it, but I mean, most people aren't going to do that. Yeah. All right. Especially when buying fuel at the airport exactly. from the airport. Yeah. I mean, if you had your own barrels, he could have. They could have brought a tanker over and filled it outside. Yeah, they could have filled. They could have filled it with sawdust, but yeah. they're not going to do that because they sell fuel. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and the and the other drums came sealed. You know, from the. Uh, no, I, I'm sort of worried because the guys who are after us had an accomplice at the airport, mm-hmm. so they could have somebody who could sneak a bomb into our stuff. Right. Yeah, they could have, but right. uh, we'll assume that they didn't. Uh, that being said, you know, the hour, does it pass? Is there yes. anything else eventful no. that happens? We pass all of our pre-flight checks. We get ready to taxi. We're cleared to leave. Um, you make an initial piloting check, I'm guessing, just to, you know, get down the runway and up in the air a little? Um, actually, for, as far as taking off, it's so straightforward, I wouldn't even bother to make a Great. check. Right. Um, we, we put together kind of our game plan as well while we're doing all this. You know, we're going to be up in the air for about two weeks. We're going to head off in this direction for the drop-off at that point. Right. You know, we're going to be at, you know, we, you, we, we can go up to 200 miles in the air. We're going to be at 111 miles. Yeah. Are you, you know? going to, um... Uh, put a uh, flight plan uh, in in at the airport. No, we're we're going to do whatever we're legally required to, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not going to. I don't think there's any legal requirement for you to do that. Then it's, we're it's, not. It's recommended because in case something should happen, then air sea rescue has some place to look. Yeah, we're good. Okay. We don't we don't put it in if anybody asks. Say oh yeah 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 sorry about that. Um, and then we put it in, but we, we don't otherwise. And if they do say it, we maybe give them some other location. Um, okay. So we've got everything loaded up, uh, verified as best we can without actually going through everything with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, and then we taxi off the runway, and we get okay. slightly off the ground. And this. Okay. All right. Okay, so your destination is 200 miles up. No, uh, our destination is this specific spot that we have decided to zigzag to, um, to get in to. two weeks. No. No, it's... Uh, uh, I, I, know not, I know what you're trying to say. Nothing happens in the next two weeks. No. It's Sorry. a two-week trip. It's a two-week trip. That's no, the length no, of the travel. No. We have all the fuel there's, for it. We have all the food for it. There's other things going on here. We just mundanely play cards and listen yeah. to recordings of Gunsmoke. All right. No. Uh, this will get you up to the 200-mile point without any attacks from air pirates or things like that. Will at least allow some duration of time to pass. So we have, sure. so we have not only reached the altitude, but we can look re- for reached, reached a random destination without an explosive going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You will like reach, maybe forty-eight hours have passed. You or will something. reach. You will reach the a point of obscurity where people don't know where we are. Yes. But the magician could still do whatever he does. And I'm assuming you got to the point where you want to throttle back down and then now just travel as slowly as possible. Can night have at least fallen? What? Can night have at least fallen? Uh, I would imagine so, considering okay. that you're trying to fly you know, quite some distance. Do you have any idea where you actually are trying to go to? Uh, we'll say that the coordinated drop point was, since the 
Hinterpol office was in New Pittsburgh. There's Hinterpol offices, but on the office. one that was doing the prosecution of this, right? Um, do you think Butcher Boy would be most renowned in New New York or New Old New York? Uh, we haven't been there yet, so it'd be an interesting new environment for us to land and to do stuff. But ultimately, we're supposed to have had, per that yellow chip, some coordinated drop time point. Yeah. Uh, which I'm assuming is not like in Noram or somewhere where it's going to be dangerous to bring him there. No, no. Um, no, uh, uh, actually, um, uh, I'll let you know about that. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, before that happens, uh, you you get up to you know to, to 200 miles, and what you, and you know and you notice something, which uh-huh. is is that the higher you go, the hotter it gets. Okay. Because you're getting closer and closer to that fusion layer. Okay. Uh, well, I said we were going to get at 111 miles. Okay. I, I just arbitrarily decided a uh, height. You want to go up to 200? No. Okay. All right. The point still is, is it, it's, it's... It gives us room to drift instead, up and down. And, right. Instead of it getting colder, as you would as normally would have been the case, because of the hinterland, the air pressure doesn't change with altitude, it actually gets hotter. Mm-hmm. So now you know we, you you left uh, and it was you know a blazing hot, um, you know well it wasn't that blazing it was close, it was in the nineties okay uh, at the airport it's now over a hundred degrees in the uh, in the actual plane okay okay you figure that you know you, you have a feeling that if you got up to the full two hundred. It would probably be about 150. If we were to pass uh, over a different environment with a colder environment, would it also be colder in the air? Well, at yeah. that height, probably not. Make probably wouldn't make any difference. But I'm assuming that from the ground, we are literally indiscernible from the helium layer, because somebody on the from ground, the ground no. somebody on the ground looking up no. at the 200 mile ceiling, they're going to yeah. see this tiny little speck, and they're going to see light coming from. Well, all around us. First of all, you're not you, you wouldn't see you at two hundred miles unless it was really, really no no clouds at all. I mean a cloud and layer even at that we would be like a pixel. Yeah. Almost. I know. Okay, if if That's, we're if it's a hundred degrees, we're gonna die of heat exhaustion. No, you won't. It's just hot. It's hot and it's dry, it's not humid. It's yeah. like it's like being in Texas. Yeah, I mean, you you could like say the air of this. It's actually, probably not that much different from Little Texas, in all honesty. That was probably. I said it's hotter than it was. Years. But I'm I'm wondering though. Again, I think I would think that if you're flying over a different environment, which is colder, the air would also be colder. A little, but like it'd be a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a degree. We would. It's mostly the fact that you're a lot closer to the the the, the heat source for the entire environment. Okay. Now, when sun drops, so does the temperature. Yep. Temperature drops radically. And uh, gets, it gets quite cold at night. Uh, Bruce, is the heat source a layer or is the heat source a spot? It's a layer. It doesn't get any hotter when you get closer to it. Yes, it does. It, no, it doesn't. Laws of physics. Sorry. I don't know what he's talking about, but, you know. Uh, it's... I mean, if you were to take a hot sheet pan, it would get hotter as you get closer to it. Yeah. Um, it would get I've hotter as you get closer to it because the sheet pan... Is a finite is a finite size, so you get on the average closer to spots on it. Well, this is you know the sun relative to us is still you know. The reason that it would get hotter is think of like a broiler in an oven. If I have a plate of nachos and I put it right up close to it versus far away, yeah, it's there's a area that radiates. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some research and come up with 
There's some web page that actually explains this because I can't explain this sitting here. Well, heat does dissipate the further it's, you get away from it. There's a layer, and it's no, adding. Please don't don't try to argue this with me, okay? Why? Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> but we're, we're not going to put any credence to it either until you give a better reason for that. Because to me, I believe I, it was. I, 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 I have to do I have to do a write up in order to explain. The closer you get to the helium layer, the hotter it's going to get until the helium layer shuts off, which yeah. it does for like nine hours out of every day. You have a giant butane burner. Yeah. You have a giant. Your oven example with the with the um, broiler. The broiler is a very apt one. Okay. So, anyways, so the plane gets considerably hotter. Uh, the uh, you uh, and uh, you notice over time that the uh, metal uh, drums. The tops of them, you know, suction a little. No, it's the other way around. They they kind of bulge a little bit. Okay, but it does. But you're but because you're not that high. Okay, it does, they're not. And it, it is alcohol after all, which has a very low temperature of vaporization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the biggest uh, concern that um, uh, that Eric has is unintentional um, vaporization. Uh, uh, through the lines and things like that, the couplings, mm-hmm. uh, he's, because of the, the additional pressure of temperature. It's eleven. Okay, uh, so he's he's he tells you that he's not sure. Uh, what would he recommend? Would we drop down to maybe say like sixty-five miles off the ground? No. Uh, well, he, I mean, ultimately, from this distance off the ground, yeah. Figuring there is an atmosphere in every environ, even if it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's going to be clouds, there's going to be weather, there's going to be rain, right. there's going to be whatever. You know, realistically, somebody could spot us if we were 10 miles away. But at 65 miles away, we're going to appear as a very tiny little dot. And if they try and look at us, they will see just the environ sun, sort of, mm-hmm. the equivalent of the sun. Right. Um, you know, even at 25 miles away, we'd be safe. How, how far is it to outer space before you break through our atmosphere? Uh, on planet Earth? On planet Earth, it's um, so, it, it's like, it, well, it's officially 20 miles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and, uh, and it's 100 miles up to orbit. Yeah. So okay. we're, we're at a, you know. I mean, 20 a, miles is getting dark because there's no atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, looking out from the top of, like, the Sears Tower on a clear day, I can maybe still only see 10, 12 miles. No. Sears Tower, you'd be able to see 20 to 30 miles. You wouldn't be able to see 60 miles, though, if we were cruising at 60 miles instead of 111. If we drop the altitude of the plane to a more reasonable level, we can avoid the unintended effects of the heat... Yeah. Plus, we can stay at a high enough altitude to where air pirates would not be at this level. Well, they I mean, they could. They, they could. Be. They could very well be at this level. They could also be at the 111 mile level. But yeah, but it's more realistically, lighter. if they're looking to take out commercial flights, knowing that we're pilots, yeah. we know that they fly probably within you know between one and two miles off the ground. Yeah. They don't. They don't fly up at 60 miles. No, they don't because it takes more fuel to do it. And commercial yeah. flights don't want to use any more fuel than they need to. And given that on an X, Same. you know, if this was a flat two-dimensional grid, they don't know where we are on the X Y plot, you know, let alone where we are on the Z plot as far as off the ground. I feel like we're safe at even the 60 mile okay marker. Yeah. 
Well, uh, if he Eric, feels that would help. Eric, no, Eric was yeah. I said the lower we go, the, the the lower the temperature will be. Okay, I mean uh, normally the temperature is somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, uh, seventy to eighty degrees. You know, mm -hmm. when we're flying. Okay, uh, usually less because you know we get good airflow through. You know, uh, but um, yeah, the the but yeah, going down would be, you know, it would certainly cut down on any uh, loss of, of, of pressure, a loss of, inadvertent loss of fuel. Because I'm a little bit afraid right now to tap those can, uh, those barrels because mm. as soon as I open one of those things up. Let out some pressure. Not only that, it's gonna boil. Well, a lot of that, that, that alcohol might just start boiling out. Okay. Uh, the, bo the boiling point for alcohol is about 165 degrees. Yeah, but it will vaporize quite a bit, especially... Up It'll here. let off, it, like, the if you're making bourbon or whiskey or something, yeah, some of it's lost in the air, some yeah, of it's lost in the wood. Yeah, but I'm saying, when it's under pressure like it is in those containers, Yeah. okay, uh, my idea was to refuel the fuel tanks at night when it got cold. Sure. Okay, but I'm just saying is, is that it's... And, and so it's it's not Understood. an emergency situation. I'm just saying is that the biggest thing I'm worried about is, like, because of the heat, losing fuel at a higher rate than we anticipated and losing some of our uh, buffer, our, our safety margin, okay? But I'm not worried at this point. I mean, it's not that hot, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's just... Sure, but if we can drop to a more reasonable level... But uh, I, I, and I, then I also, never try to keep a plane in the air for two weeks. One of the added benefits is, you know, between the 60-mile marker and here, uh, and we have a very accurate altimeter, I'm sure. Right. Um, you know, we can probably shut off the engines and just glide down to the 60-mile marker over the next hour, hour and a half, two hours. Let the engines get a little bit of rest. There may even be a desirable effect where every day we may want to just climb a little bit and then drop the engines off to give them some time to cool. Yeah. Actually, at the altitudes you are right now, you're over the limit of the altimeter. The altimeter normally doesn't go up that high. Do we have any way to gauge the rate of descent given a constant gravitation? Absolutely. For example, if we were at the two-mile marker, we know how long it takes to glide down to the ground. Would I be able to rig up an altimeter actually, that would measure properly? Actually, what we had discussed is that at the normal flight height, which we'll say is two miles just for sake of argument, if we lost all of our engines, if power dropped, we could glide to environs. Yes. Which means that between 111 miles and 60 miles, we have... 25 times that glide distance, so we could potentially be 50 environs north of here if we felt like gliding. Uh, ex except for the wind resistance. And you said there's virtually infinite... Well, it's a constant wind resistance because we're outside of... You said that there's a 200 by 200 mile environment, each with its own yeah. different atmosphere of sorts. Yeah. But once you get above that, it's just homogenous. Yeah, it is. What I'm saying though is is that you know gliding you know assumes that you're you're going down, uh, and I'm saying is it because we because because we have air resistance on a plane that's basically lighter, uh, it's it's you're not going to be able to travel 25 times you know like 2,000 miles gliding from a, a thousand to to 60. It's not going to be it's not going to be anywhere near like that. Well, we'll still be able to get more than the two environs. We'll be able to get like no, no. This is it. The it assumes the two environs because of the light weight that's built into the concept. Oh, we're only hauling about four thousand pounds out of our available. 30, I know, 000. so we're very light. Yeah, 
So I'm saying is, is that it's the, the air resistance against the weight of the plane actually it, it works against us. A little. Yeah. I'm just saying we're, we're not, we might be able to go three environs, you know, four if we're really, really lucky, but, know, but not in this 25 that. times business. The air resistance is way too high for that to happen. But we're traveling at 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I don't understand how we're how we're not going to be able to glide, you know, a, a really high di distance. Now I, I understand we're not going at the standard two hundred miles an hour, so we won't get the two environs, but we would get, you know, a percentage of that based on twenty miles an hour. Anyways, okay, it's it's maybe something we may consider doing just to you know give the engines a little time to rest every night. Okay, that's a that's a possibility. We could also, you know, it also allows us to do maintenance on. Mm -hmm. You want to glide down and then go back up. It's a little dangerous just, to do the it, engine maintenance at night, though, uh, simply because we have reduced visibility. It'd be better to do any maintenance on a engine that's turned off. Yeah. Uh, during the day. Well, we don't want to do maintenance on an engine that's running. Absolutely, but I'm saying we wouldn't want to turn off an engine and then do maintenance at night. Night night maintenance would be fairly dangerous, I would assume. I would just we just have to bring lights out. It, it wouldn't be it really wouldn't be any harder. Uh, well, it would require extra hands or positioning your head a different way to shine the light on it. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, I would prefer. It's, to it's do, inherently. I would prefer to do it in the daytime. But you know, the, again, also the you know flying back up to altitude uh, is is going to take more fuel. Okay. So. All right, anyways, uh, so whatever you decide to do, boss, is fine with me. Like I said, I've never done two two weeks in the air. Okay. Uh, uh, I like the idea of going down to 60, uh, six, 60 miles because that's a lot less heat mm -hmm. and a lot of other problems disappear. And we can um, also we can also change uh, mileage a little bit. We can go you know sixty miles, and maybe we can go up to sixty four miles. And then we can go down to, you know, 57 miles. We can, you know, go within a band. That way, you know, we're still not flying constant where, you know, an air pirate would be likely to see us. We can add a little uh, randomness to the equation where, you know, not only do they not know where we are geographically, but also from a height perspective, you yeah. know, very unlikely to see us or, or even be able to detect us with any sort of reasonable... Uh, equipment. Remember, if the magician has voodoo papers, he probably has you know ways of seeing where we are. Even if he can see where we are, he's like, okay, they're at sixty-two miles above this place, and then you know we slightly turn the plane. You know, I mean, I don't think even if the magician knew where we were, you know, he would have to dispatch a squadron of, I would say, at every three-mile marker, you know. 30 miles, 33, 36, 39, 42, 50, you know, 45, etc. He would have to dispatch probably 100 planes at each of those three-mile markers in order to even have a chance of really accurately catching us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're so again your 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 plan is to you're moving in a direction you're gonna go we're kind of coasting you know wrapping yeah. around making swirly patterns you know we've got weeks of travel time but are you staying over the same environ is that the idea 
No, not necessarily. Okay. We're we're moving. How wide of an area are well, we traveling? We have to be we careful to... not to travel over environs where they'll probably shoot us down. Yeah, we don't travel over Anson's Kingdom where they have the um, air air squadron or whatever. Yeah, the, the air knights. Yeah, we don't travel over there. We don't tra- travel over Ice Cap. You know, we don't travel over places that are known no fly. So, so you're going to fly basically to the south. Are you going to fly on the outskirts of the known hinterland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we are that way. You know, it's less likely to... Okay. Less likely to attract any attention. Okay, uh, Bruce, when they when you say it's the known hinterland, does it... Do we... Do we just not know what's there because it's far, or like, do we even like the people who live there say we don't know what's in the next environment over there beyond the edge? Knowledge is uncharted, I think, is what he. Yeah, I mean, um, not every environment has somebody living on it. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's it would be it basically would fall into the character of unknown territory probably there there could be restorkies on there making all kinds of stuff people could be living there but uh they they've never communicated back to the, okay. the next environ to them uh, we don't want to go so far that we're in some unknown place that could shoot us down also well, that, could, that could happen you could be th- you know three environs outside the distance and somebody could have that kind of technology and shoot you down. But I'm pretty, I would but I mean, even in a place like even but, but, right but, over. But I mean, it. they do fly. You know, these people who have planes, they do fly, explore a little bit. So I'm saying is that you know nothing. So there aren't any instant shoot downs that are well, too likely. I mean, and it's pretty unlikely anything would shoot us at 60 miles up. Yeah, that's a really. Ridiculous. Even Noram is not going to shoot somebody How, at 60 okay, miles. What distance did they give a warning on Noram ice cap? Could, could, could easily do that. It's but I'm there. saying they're probably not going to. It's not a threat. It'd be a weird use of technology. Yeah. No, it's less somebody. How, how close did we get to ice cap before they warned us? Uh, you were only like five miles away. Okay. Yeah, I think we were like two thirds of the way across the channel. Yeah. I mean, they. they that's that's two hundred miles. So, I mean, the radar you know doesn't give you as much of a of a range as you might think. Yeah. I mean, radar doesn't go sixty miles unless you have like something really major. And even at that, you know, it'd be kind of a weird. It could probably pick up a plane because it's a big metal object. You know, something a lot to ping against. But uh, I'm just saying, is it's at sixty miles? You're pretty far up there. It, it, you might run. I mean, you might run into another plane because someone might just want to be up there doing it. I mean, even the Doppler station in Atlanta doesn't go out sixty miles. Okay. So sixty miles radius from it. Right. I'm saying is it you know unless somebody actually has figured out where you are, okay, and you you know there's someone who could do that, um, then um, you know your, your most likely uh, thing to worry about is some someone find. Finding you and taking an interest in you, happenstance, or just somebody. Or someone having, instead of put a bomb on our stuff, they put a transmitter on our stuff. Even if they put a transmitter, it would have to have a really ridiculous range for us to not know. Considering we're dropping down 50 miles. Um, would we be able to detect emissions from such things? You have a transmit. You have equipment if you want to go to the effort of, fi- of trying, to, trying to detect for it. I certainly will. Okay. Need to roll. Yep. What is it? Notice. Um, it would probably be a repair check. All right. Or a knock. 
If you think it's hidden in with the items, though, versus hidden in on, like, in the panels of the plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, eight. An eight? Yeah. You do pick up a, uh, a transponder. Um, smash it. Um, find it. Where is it? Uh, it is, in fact, inside of one of the drums. How, how big is it? It's small. It's floating inside of one of the drums. Uh, can we build a paper? Do we have things to make a paper airplane and, like, send it off, you know, in some direction? So uh, we'll you, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> do we have one of those little army men parachute things that we can you, we can unfold that square parachute and... You can definitely make, you know, make a, a small parachute and attach it and float it down. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically an Come object on. about maybe uh, three pounds. It was, it's, it's probably about the size of this right here. And it was floating in one of your uh, barrels. Is it possible uh, to rewire it to transmit the wrong coordinates? It's probably, it just seems to be a simple transmitter. Uh, it, it, it had a, a fuel cell on it that was using the alcohol as a fuel cell. Mm -hmm. uh, to run it, and so basically, it's, it once it runs out of alcohol, it'll you know, which you can you can provide it by putting a bag around it, you know, mm -hmm. so it has a little bit of alcohol to keep going. Um, it'll it'll stop transmitting. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like it also looks like it had a timer delay on it, so it didn't actually start transmitting for about maybe half a day. Okay, so if in that case, when how long did it take me to do this scan? Uh, well, uh, doing it, I'd say, let's, let's say an hour to, to get the equipment together and, okay. and start checking and going How through long all, would the, all the frequencies seeing, until you actually found okay, it. Okay, seeing as it, it took, it probably took a day, a half a day before this thing started transmitting, if I were to wait another half a day and check again for transmissions, um, would it still take an hour or would it be less time because I have the equipment out? Uh, it would be a lot less time because, okay. I mean, assuming that the next one transmits at the same frequency. But yeah, you all, but you definitely have the equipment together the way you want. Okay, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll, that. I'll cut it in half a half hour. Okay. Probably more like 15 minutes, okay. depending upon how well you roll. Okay. Rolling roll again? again or? Roll against your repair. 11. Okay, I'd say you probably found it in a quick 10 minutes. So there's another one? No. <laughs> Just the one. Okay. Probably at some point in the middle of the trip, I'm going to check again. As you said, there was somebody at the airport helping out. It wasn't that hard to do that. Yep. Or also, you know, we can do the obvious but, and look but, for more floating devices you know, of that But size. devices like this, this kind aren't a dime a dozen either. See, so. if only we would have gone with my idea of having lead walls in the plane. Good luck transmitting your signal through that. But no, lead is too soft. <laughs> but that wasn't the purpose of the lead walls. All right, so... So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you suggest. Put on a parachute in a bag with a little alcohol in it. And All right. Maybe, you know, catch a bird, tie it to the bird. Would that actually be possible? 